What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 119. And today we are here with Anthony Estrella, aka Roach. What up, what up, what up? Roach, what up, bro? So, um, before we went on air, we were just trying to figure out when the last time you were on the podcast, and that was uh, episode 16. That is crazy. Dude, 16? I didn't know what the hell we were doing. I, I can't. It's crazy. Honestly, it feels like a few months ago. Right? Yeah. It yeah. does, dude. I can't believe that you've been in here recording for that long. Since episode 61, and this is 119. Dang. I know, dude. When you start doing two a week, it just it moves fast. The spot's cool though, man. Like Thank I you, said, bro. The spot looks it looks nice. It looks uh <laughs> it looks genuine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could you could kind of feel feel the vibe. Hell sure. yeah. It's the fucking vibe. This is a fucking vibe, dude. <laughs> you know the frizzle vibes though, bro. If uh that's why I like to have people like you on, dog, that people that knew me before Downstar. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Uh you'll know the the genuine vibes in here. It is. Um it's, it's kind of cool to see, you know, kind of like the evolution of, of your taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just kind of wrapped up in, in the room and from the paid in full. Hell you yeah, know what dude. I mean? And we got uh, the, the scissor back there. Yo. It turned green. It used to be purple. It turned green. Yo, I did not notice that. <laughs> that is so hard. You've had it that long? Yeah, since back then, dude. That's hard. Since I lived down the street from Nando. I think... I had two bottles. I bought, I don't even remember where I got them from. Probably from the base. Mo had the plug. Remember? Yes, 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 yes. On the the Navy Exchange base or um the what was it the what base is that? Uh, CBC. Yeah. CBC base. They had the Navy Exchange and inside of there they had the liquor store, and uh, yeah, that it was like five bucks or something. From, oh my god. The low pro spot. I don't. I think before that it was Smart and Final, if I'm not mistaken, but it was ever, more expensive. I don't think I ever... Uh... You were like 16. <laughs> yeah. I was. 16. I was probably scared to drink it at that time. I don't know, bro. You were you were more about it than <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was just trying to get away for a few hours. You were living life, dude. Yeah, that's when you were... Uh, you were with your grandma, right? Um, You were like in between yeah during you were younger during that time i it was uh i did a lot of couch hopping during that you time. know it's crazy dude and it's just like i don't know if it was because we were young or whatever but like or not considerate but like that shit really never clicked in my head you know yeah and it just kind of sucks looking back at it now because i know that there would be times that maybe we got been out and be like oh dude just come fucking crash at my pad or something like that right right you know but it wasn't really that apparent that your your situation wasn't as permanent as maybe you would have liked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you always just had, like, a good attitude about things. And I think part of that is just just my personality. Um, but I think also, too, when I was around my friends, like, that was kind of my escape. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was the time where I could be happy or or be myself. You know what I mean? And I think that's why I was always trying to be around other people was because I knew at home it was always going to be some shit. Yeah. You know? So me hanging out with my friends, like, for long hours at a time kind of led to me, like, staying overnight and then more and more and more yeah um, and then it just kind of it kind of happened as the situation at home got a little worse you know and fortunately i had friends at the time you know who who were willing to 
like take me in and, and yeah uh, really be there for me you know because they they saw the shit that that was going on so yeah yeah dude that's crazy just at a young age to be having to go through that shit but yeah you know, looking back at it that's what made you who you are today it, it it is and you know also when i think about it i'm like it was it wasn't ideal i think like when people ask me like how you know how would you how would you describe like you know your childhood growing up and i say it wasn't an ideal situation um but there there's people who have definitely had it a lot worse yeah. you know like a lot a lot worse yeah so when i think about that it's like you know that's kind of you know why i've pushed myself to you know go to school uh you know get a degree uh, you know try to be the best family man that i can be right because a lot of people can say oh well you know that's how that's how they grew up and then they they yeah. turn into their parents right and you know my goal has always been like i, I want to be a better father than my dad was i want to be a better husband than my dad was you know and even 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 though i strive for that like sometimes i still take that for granted you yeah. know so it's just a constant constant growing process yeah. um but you know it's it's just life man it is man i i think with a lot of that stuff if you um if you're just conscious about maybe you're not being a good father or husband at that time, yeah, that's a big thing because a lot that aren't that they're not even conscious of it. Right, right, they're right. They're just going through the motions. That's true. That's true. I never thought about that. Um, and it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because we're you know before this we we're talking about the job, yeah, right. And um, you know when they were talking to me about you know the job offer at my at my current job, I was talking to to the HR lady, and I was like. I'm going to, you know, thank you for, for the offer. I'm going to, you know, talk to my wife about it. You know, if it's okay, like I'll get back with you on Monday. And she's like, well, absolutely. She's like, I'm surprised that you like would talk to your wife about this. And I'm like, what do you mean you're surprised? <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's like, well, there's, there's a lot of people who like just come in here and, you know, they never even consider their wife's opinions. And, you know, and I'm like, well, I, you know that that's cool you know what i mean like that makes me feel good but yeah. you know at the same time in, in my mind that's just kind of like a natural way of thinking you know it's like that's that's a person that that you go home to every day and you want to make sure that what you're doing makes the both of you happy yeah you know um so no definitely cool. dude and uh I, I think that that's like mad mad respectable you know for people to i think like about relationships a lot different now man oh yeah you know oh, I, yeah. I think like i have so much respect for my wife dude and yeah so much things that i'll just put past her or get her opinion on or whatever that i don't have to right, you know, right. i could just go do it yeah and then just come home with like a new whip and be like hey well this is what it is now <laughs> <laughs> you want to go for a ride or yep, not yeah yeah but it's just uh i i kind of like to look at things not only with uh that relationship but everything is like if i would want that done to me right and right. i don't think that that's how i used to think about things yeah yeah when i was younger and this it's this is funny so you, you talk about you know the car right you could come home with a new car yeah but it's even little things so recently my wife has been wanting a cat and oh, i'm like shit. and i've been telling her fuck no ash put this on pause I was like <laughs> fuck no right yeah so so we got a dog we got one dog and she's like oh i want a cat <laughs> you know and i'm like yo like we're no like i don't want a cat yeah and <clears throat> so she's like oh that's okay like i'll just come home with one 
and she will like she's come home with with dogs before and oh, kept them shit. not not with me but like her dogs her family dogs in the past are just dogs that they fucking like picked up off the street because they're straight dogs and like oh my god you're so cute <laughs> and then it's a and then it's a fucking family dog for 20 years you yeah. know so i'm like fuck you know like i'm like i hope she, i hope she doesn't do it she's been good but she's been sending me um like posts and shit on facebook of people who have like cats like oh like oh my my cat needs a new home blah 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 and now her mom is is starting to like tag me and post so she hasn't done it right it's coming but you know so it's like something even as little as that like she she could come home with the cat right and i'm not gonna say shit like you know i'm gonna be like what the fuck you know but it's not gonna be a big deal yeah but she still respects me enough to like let you know what's coming yeah like like, you know (laughs) what i mean like she she's not gonna do it until i i you know she knows i'm not against it yeah that much but you know she, she hasn't she just wants to know like hey like what's what's your thoughts on this so i poison it dude to be honest, it, it might happen. Yeah, I'll give it a. Look. We talked about cats the last time, did we? Dog, yes, we did. We talked about fuck fucking cats, cats. bro. We I don't fuck with cats. Thought we said the same fucking <laughs> thing on that last podcast. I swear to God, now that I think about it, really? Yes, we were talking about cats. Fuck cats, dude. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about uh, how how her dog ate her cat. Oh, dude, we got to get back into that Remember? story, bro. Remember? So it's been it's been a hundred and three episodes, That's... dude. So let's hear that story. Oh, dog. Let's hear that story Why again, dog, dude. Cats keep popping up in our lives. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, so what happened? <laughs> Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this shit is so like. <laughs> I wasn't there, yeah. but her dad was, yeah. and so I could I could just only imagine, bro. All right, so uh, they had a golden retriever, and my wife had a cat, and the cat lived in her room. It was like an indoor outdoor cat, but basically lived in uh, my wife's room. Gotcha. Then this is when she back when she lived with her parents. Yeah, and the the golden retriever was always trying to like get after the cat so they had to be careful like when the door opened right like the cat knew to be real cautious whatever yeah from day one just beef Uh, yeah 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 because the yeah the dog was like like real on the cat all the time so it's and like that's crazy yeah like whenever you would open the door to uh like go to the restroom yeah and the dog was like right there he'd kind of like try to peek in the door you know what i mean like just, the golden retriever those are like nice dogs he, oh it was a yeah it was a really nice dog oh like just it's super nice but he was just right. like cats he was like alf bro he just wanted to eat the cat bro yeah <laughs> it was just something about that cat that he wanted um and then Something happened where I'm trying to remember the story. This happened like six, seven years ago. Yeah. So the the cat had went missing, which I don't think was too uncommon. Like I think the cat would go missing for like a day or two sometimes, like when it wanted to get his fuck on or whatever. It'd probably <laughs> like just go to like the neighborhood cat. Yeah. But it went missing for like four or five days, and I'm like, what the fuck, right? So then they they just didn't know where the cat was like the cat was lost and then um oh this is the part that i skipped the last time okay god damn it all right this is how it happened okay 
So remember the golden retriever got a hold of the cat one day. Uh-huh. And the dad had to like rip the dog's mouth open to to get the cat out. Oh. Yeah, wow. that's what happened. That's how it happened. Okay. Um so yeah, like the dog was like was like shaking the <laughs> the cat. <laughs> And so the dad, like, you know, uh, went and, you know, pulled pulled the dog away. And then the, the cat, I guess, like, ran outside. Mm-hmm. And that's when it went missing. Okay. So then they were like, oh, fuck, like, where's the cat? Like, I hope it's okay. And I guess, like, they didn't really know how bad the cat was hurt. Because yeah. I think it just, like, kind of ran off. So then, like, after a few days, <laughs> after a few days, uh, her dad uh, fucking took the dog and was like, oh, let's see if the dog can sniff out the cat. And sure as shit, the dog walks across the street to the neighbor's yard, and the cat is fucking right there in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So... So Maddie, my wife, was just like, "Shut the fuck yeah." She was crushed, and like, "Oh, okay, well, like that's what that's what happened to the cat." So that the killed her. Yeah, apparently, oh, like damn. the dog fucking mauled the cat. Yeah, no. Way. And then <laughs> it was just like <laughs> kind of fucked up that they used the dog to find the body. You know what it's I like, mean? I like, got hey, you. bruh. That's <laughs> I feel as if it wasn't bad enough that this food just mauled the fucking cat, bro. Oh, that was bad. So what happened with the dog, dude? Nothing. H- how long did it take Maddie to like to start petting the dog again? Oh, she was cool. She loved that dog. She was yeah. like, oh, it's all good. Yeah, it was just animal instinct. You, you know, know I wish saying? I wish humans were like that, bro. You know, you could kill somebody and be like, oh, it's all good. It's bro. just yeah, you don't know, worry about it's it. It's just instinct, you know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it, bro. That's funny. So much more is acceptable in the animal kingdom than it is in oh in yeah, humans, dude. Yeah, I think it used to be acceptable to be an animal as a human, but yeah. now you can't like you can't do shit. You can't do bro. shit, bro. Uh, so they got Disney Plus out. Yeah, I'm sure you got Disney Plus. I we've been meaning to get it. All right, I have, I'm gonna get it. So though. you remember? Uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Heavyweights? uh no but i know what you're talking double about double with ben stiller is where these kids go to fat camp yeah right all this shit and you're watching this movie and you're like bro like they use the word fat so much and you're like oh dude like people would get yeah people would just get hammered if they you know if they said that shit nowadays you know it's like but it's it, it, it it's a word didn't didn't disney have to put out like a disclaimer when they started saying that a lot of the the content that they're gonna put out is like from from the past or from different different eras oh i don't know no they did dude really yeah so because like a lot of those cartoons are mad racist dude. oh yeah 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 you know, a sure. lot of that shit <laughs> bro sure. and as a kid you're just like oh that's funny you know oh, you're like God. what the fuck you watch as an adult that's a different story it's man. it's it's funny yeah yeah one of the they're they're on the plane like going to going to fat camp yeah and just individually right and uh keenan keenan thompson's in the movie from keenan and cal yeah uh and he goes up to the kid and he's like hey he goes are you going to fat camp and he's like well, why would you say that he's like because you're fat <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the fuck imagine that in a disney movie now i know dude. that's i was like bro like 
I can't believe like they like Disney even put this shit out. But Disney fucking owns everything now. So they can like, do whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, dude. Yeah, There's just, no stopping Disney. They just come come in and just fucking slap their dick on the table, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's. I guarantee this culture that we're in right now, it would take maybe three corporations, if that, to change it all. I'm like, you know what? This is what we're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Those words are back, back <laughs> in your vocabulary. Go ahead and use it. Like, all right, Netflix had us cool. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. Hey, you can go. You can go back to calling people fat again, dude. We were bad back in the day, dude. Thinking about the things we would say back in the day yeah i think i think it was yes it was bad looking back but i don't think we like really meant i think we meant the same thing yeah you know what i'm saying it was just a different word yeah i don't think like when you're i don't know i, I guess when you are calling someone fat i guess you are trying to i don't think that there's much wrong with fat shaming to be honest dude i i, I don't yeah i don't i don't think so to to an extent yeah right uh, if somebody is is trying to lose weight and they're working towards it, okay. But if you see somebody like just ruining their life, melting away, right? Toss them like fat ass every <laughs> once in a while, you know. Hopefully, slow down the fucking gravy train. That's a huge bitch. Or <laughs> 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 shallow how? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge oh, bitch. dude. That was a good movie, bro. That had a tail. <laughs> Oh shit! But you mentioned uh, earlier. You mentioned uh, about eating cats. You mentioned Alf, bro. That was our shit Alf. back in the day, dude. That was. I can't believe we did that, bro. That was so weird. It was very weird, guys. There was a time where we would kick it in my room. In your bed, you had a whole fucking apartment, and we would just yeah, we would be in the room. I don't know why. <laughs> and it's not like the roommates were whack. It was Rudy, so like I don't know why we didn't just kick it in the living room. We would kick it in my room and watch Alf and smoke hookah. <laughs> Oh, God, you're going to have to cut that shit out, bro. <laughs> I know you don't cut a lot of shit out. <laughs> That's taking away cool points, bro. Oh, shit. I'm going oh, down the totem pole, fuck, bro. Oh, God. That was fun, though, man. I even had we that did. sticker on my car that said, I love Alf. Uh, I'd rather be watching Alf. I'd rather be watching Alf. That's, That's what right. That's what it said. Yes. Dude. And I would have. Because it was so fun when we watched Alf. When, when you think about that show, though, like, the concept... Who would have uh, thought about that, dude? Fucking alien that eats cats. Yeah. That's kind of hard. I'm surprised you haven't brought it back. Nuffle looked like a donut, dog. Like, his he his, his whole shape, yeah. like, that that was nothing that I thought that an alien would look like. We should check out the rights for ALF, see if we could revamp it. Ooh, that'd imagine that. It'd be hard. I should make an ALF t-shirt. I think that'll be pretty fly, dude. 2020 ALF. Dripped out, though fucking alpha Al drip fucking chains like uh, where, where is that the, the gucci main that i saw oh no it's not wait is there oh yeah 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 then yeah. alf 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 get him tatted with the ice up. cream tat? shout out to alf bro that was a good show that was a good show what if Al what if the movie came out an alf movie right but then alf was just like a savage bro okay so it showed him going to the show and then after that he's like fucking mad bitches and drugs yeah. and shit and so okay so eating eating cat is like eating pussy yeah and that's what he does that's it bruh and he was just like the worst person to work with ever dude like all right cut it could be a fucking prequel yes so he used to eat mad poon 
But then they're like, yo, like, you can't do that. So he had to settle for actual cats. Dude. And, and imagine, like, the remember he had that song, Don't Go Breaking My Heart? <laughs> he had a music video, dog. <laughs> Alf had a music video. Guys, YouTube it. Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Alf. Oh, my God. Yeah, that shit was fucking weird, bro. I know, dude. And, like, the family that adopted him doesn't seem like a family that would adopt anybody. But they adopted an alien. An alien that eats cats. Very weird, dude. The 90s was a weird time, man. It was a fun time. It was. But, yeah, that's what we do. We kick it and watch Alf and smoke hookah. And smoke hookah. There was a time that we were smoking hookah for a minute, dude. Hookah? Yeah. Hookah was fun. Yeah. I don't know why. It was. It was cool. It was fun. I don't remember last time I did it, but you know, like I might still hookah. You I know what? Down. The problem was was like all the fucking cleaning. Yeah, it was a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Once you're right there, water's going, it's heated up, red. Yeah. All right, let's go, guys. But, but after that, fuck yeah. This. So you got to do the dishes and the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the special scrubber where it's long. You're like cleaning the inside. Yeah. Fuck that. I've been uh I've been trying to get Mo on the podcast, but he's too fucking scared, dude. Why does he want to come on? I don't know, man. You know he works six days a week, but he's never working. Whenever I talk to him, today would have been a good day to have him on. Oh, dude, I should text him right now. You should have since he's since he's scared. You should just have him on with someone else. Yeah, you know what? Um, <clears throat> I'll call him right now, guys. This is this is live and unedited i'll call him right now and if he comes we'll set up a third mic setup Ugh. we'll pause it but he's a I fucking had, buster bro fucking he is dude mm. he's probably playing softball or some <laughs> shit like that he never does anything that's why i want to have him on dude because it's like the friend that never does anything <laughs> you know that's mo he just he's, cuts hair six days a week his his room still looks the same exact <laughs> that it did his, outside of high school his room looks like this fucking <laughs> studio <laughs> he, he still has he's not answering he still has <laughs> he still has stone cold shit I swear, doesn't his room have, like, one part of his wall have one of these wood fucking panels with stickers on it? Yes, dude. <laughs> and he's 33. <laughs> he has Stone Cold on his wall. Damn, so. dog, He's not even here to defend himself. We're just <sighs> fucking toasting him. Fuck Mo, dog. I've been trying to get him on because, you know Mo, he's, like, so quiet. But once you get him talking, yeah, he'll talk your ear Well, off, that's what dude. I'm saying. He likes to be the person to just, like, to, like, come in and out. So he, he likes to have somebody else there so he can just throw in like little fucking jabs yeah. when he wants to. Yeah. But I did a pod with him before we actually started releasing pods. I did a pod with him and George. But it was just it it didn't work out, bro. Like it, it, really Yeah, both those foods were fucking smashed and it was just like they're talking <laughs> about they were talking about people who were irrelevant and the stories didn't make sense to anybody listening and I'm just like Guys, nobody's gonna give a fuck about this, dude. Were they were they, were they drinking during the pod? Yes. Oh, okay. Before and after, and during and after. <laughs> My guys, this is not gonna work. And like, hey, so when's it coming out? I was like, ah, I don't know. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but I've been trying to get Mo on because, dude, we've had so many stories together, dude. Oh, so fuck. many experiences. How long have you known him? Fucking twenty years. 
since uh, I was like a junior, maybe. When really? Started, yeah, when in junior in high school, I was maybe 16. I don't know how old you are when you're a junior. 16 or so. Yeah, that's Because um, <clears throat> that's when we used to go skating, and he had the, the skate park. We used to skate at the church, and he had all the ramps and stuff uh, in his front yard. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. after school, we would skate to Mo's house, get the ramps, take it over to the church, and skate right there. Gotcha. And then gotcha. Um, that's when I lived by Nando. Right, right. And then that's when you knew Mo and you knew Nando. So yeah. th- that's why I was like, oh shit, this dude knows two yeah, people that yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when we started hanging that's out. That's right. And this was, guys, uh, put this in a perspective. This is about the, where the hypey, the hyphy movement was because we were uh, ghost riding the whip. Dude. Oh my God. Crazy ghost riding- times, dude. We did that so much. Like, <laughs> so fucking much. Like, it was like we fucking burned it out. I'm not even going to lie. Like, we just thought it was the coolest <laughs> fucking thing to just ghost ride the whip. It was like, um, oh, I'm pretty shit. sure I I'm pretty sure I, uh, ghost ride the whip in my fucking high school parking lot with my dad's work truck. No way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I stood on the on the hood. I just thought it was so fucking cool, dude. It's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, well, I don't remember if somebody was in the car or not, or if I just threw it in neutral. Yeah, and then just let it go. That's a classic picture. If you yeah. have that, I, I have it somewhere. Wow. But yeah, ghost riding the whip. Hey kids, you guys should bring that back. You know, you guys like challenges. Let's bring back ghost ride the whip challenge. That'd be interesting. Yeah, just don't ghost crash the. There'd whip. probably be a lot of people dying. You think back in the day anybody died from ghost ghost riding? No, but people definitely broke some fucking bones like Probably. you remember the videos that they used to show yeah of, like the side shows mm-hmm. when they used to close off the streets and stuff yeah people getting just fucking whipped you know they do that shit now it's called um the takeovers so it's called they're called takeovers uh-huh. and they do them shit they do them everywhere really <clears throat> if you're driving on the freeway sometimes if you ever see like a bunch of donut marks in the middle of the freeway, yeah, they do that shit. The closest one that I saw was um, what's the high school in like Westlake Thousand Oaks that you can see off on the left uh, off the freeway? Oaks Christian. Oaks Christian, yeah. like right around that area. Really? Yeah, dude. So basically, what they do is they'll just slow down the traffic, stop it, and then start doing donuts and shit. They'll do it there in L.A. They do it a lot, dude. Like in Compton and stuff. No, they just don't give a fuck about the <clears throat> cops or. <clears throat> no, they don't. But it what sucks is kind of that gets mixed up with the automotive enthusiasts uh, which it's not the same thing right right, you know? right right but in cop size it's all oh, a bunch of modded cars you know but right right those guys aren't car enthusiasts you know and they're, and they're just like fucking it up really for us oh yeah dude it's bad bro so is there <clears throat> like so what does that do to the community is there like is there people like you and like other people who are trying to like stop that or? Uh, there is people trying to stop it to me uh you know i got a lot of other shit to be yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. so to at least just give my opinion on it i can do that for sure right um but what it does do so last year uh, wait actually this year at the beginning of this year the law changed where if you have a modified exhaust it's not a fix it ticket it's a straight off ticket so it was like a lot of money you know so at the beginning of the year they were just fucking rampant dude 
pulling people over, giving mad tickets. Just and stuff. raking it in. Yep. And it was because of that sideshow stuff. They they couldn't. Oh. There's no way that they can really stop it besides, you know, to actually physically be there. And then you have people throwing shit at the, the cops, throwing bottles. No just, way. Yeah, dude. Bad, bro. It very hectic. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing that was going on in Oakland, but it was just like it's over there so, so we're just watching the videos yeah. so it's like there's a there, it's almost like gangs exactly like gang stuff yeah yeah and i'm sure a lot of that stuff is mixed up with gangs as oh, well you know it's more of like 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 chaos right you know right, people right, right. who are into chaos yeah breaking the law and not giving a fuck about shit but a lot of those videos end up like that you see people fly out and it's hella funny dude damn because I mean, that's what that's what you're doing. You're giving us this entertainment. So when your body flies out like a doll, it's like gonna get shared a lot. <laughs> Damn, bro! I didn't I didn't realize it was uh it was like that. It's the same exact thing as what was going on back in the day. The um sideshows. It's yeah. just called the takeovers now. Damn. So when you say does it affect the community, it does because laws like that, frivolous laws about right. exhaust, which they wouldn't even mess with us if we weren't on the radar yeah but when you start seeing all these problems going on i guarantee today right now we're we're recording this on sunday guys it's coming out tomorrow on monday that in la there's meets happening right now for sideshows for for uh takeovers damn right now in la probably like at least maybe less than an hour away from here probably multiple ones dude it's crazy dude I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's fun and everything, but you know, it does start to ruin it, you know, for for other people. Because then, people who are car enthusiasts, like you said, now they're gonna get harassed a lot more. Yeah, because they're they're put into the same category. Yeah, and and then on the other side, dude, we were that age, and we didn't give a fuck about a lot of the things that oh, we no, were what doing. You're talking about. Yeah, about who it hurt. Or whatever. I was very considerate when I was. What's the kid? statute of limitation for like a hit and run? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think it's been time already. <laughs> so, um, you weren't there though. Oh shit! Hold on, guys. We got a call. Mo, what's up, bro? You're uh, live on Downtime with Downstar. How you doing, Mo Barber? I'm great, brother. Hey, uh, so we got somebody here that you might know, um, Anthony Estrella, aka Roach. And uh, we were wondering if you want to come to the shop so you could be on the podcast. When would this be? Right now. Get in your, you're in your car already. We're live. We're live right now. Being breakfast, man. This, see, this, see how you are? Hey, C-Rounders, C-Rounders don't serve breakfast. This was at the bar already, guys, having breakfast. Oh, he just... Oh, damn. That's not like him. That's he not probably, like him probably. to just hang up. <laughs> Fucking asshole. So, um, speaking of Mo, we were, were you there that time? I, uh, so I had, I was with you guys that night, but Uh I had just left. Gotcha. So you guys, I think, I think I either got dropped off and then you guys were going to drop someone else off, I think. Got you. Is what it was, right? Well, this was in front of Mo's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So let me paint the picture. You ready? Guys, I want you to lean back in your seat right now and just think about how your childhood wasn't this dope. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. So we we get back from partying. We were at house parties or something. 
and Mo's house was like the the headquarters. So that's probably what happened. We got there, and then you ended up dipping out. Right, right. And then um, we went to Ghost Ride the Whip. So this was my 1986 Honda Civic hatchback. It was me, Dick, Mo, Kerr, Kerr. and Mundo. Oh, it was five. It was all five. five. Oh shit! I don't know how the hell all five of us fit yeah, in that little ass. I'm thinking about it. So, anyways, we're uh, that's that car had a system in it. That shit was bumping, dude. <laughs> all of your fucking <laughs> right? systems. All the hoopties always had civics or all systems. the yeah systems. So we're uh, we're ghost riding the whip. And, like Kerr's on the back. Someone's on the hood. Someone's on the door seal. I'm on the door and we're just like fucking looking. We probably looked real crazy, bro. <laughs> you know, if somebody was looking outside their window like two in the morning, like, what the hell is going I don't on? Know, could you imagine hearing that music and then looking out the window and people are fucking on the car? <laughs> dude, <laughs> I would lock the door. I would lock the door, lock the window and say, dude, get the gun. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's like the purge. <laughs> So we're going, and then the car obviously had a bad alignment. It was a hoopty, dude. So the car starts turning, but it didn't click in my head. I'm, I'm like, skipping next yeah, to the yeah, car, yeah. you know, dancing and fucking having a great time. And then the car just starts turning, and then it's, it's aiming towards, like, this Astro van. And I'm like, oh, shit. And somebody's in the passenger yeah, side yeah. skipping along their merry way and like it's just it, it was dick it I was think. dick yeah so it's coming closer and closer to smushing him so he notices that he runs out of the way i jump in try to turn the steering wheel and no that shit didn't work so the car goes straight into the astro van dude it's like <laughs> the whole from the very furthest part of the back bumper all the way to the front dude just smushed the whole thing and then just kept going dude that's why i fuck with hondas shout out to honda bro bye bye you could get in a in a hit and run and just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. So that shit happened. We are we're all just like in shock, bro. Like, what the fuck just happened? Probably drunk too. This is across across the street from Mo's house. So it's yeah, like his, his neighbor, his fucking his neighbor. Yeah, neighbor who's probably seen your car. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they've seen times. it there. So smushes smushes the car and keeps going. Luckily, there wasn't a car in front of it because it would have just hit it like straight oh. on, dude. So it hit and we're like, oh, shit. And we were, Mo runs to his house. Kerr runs to his. We run inside the car and dip out, dude, and head to Del Taco to finish off the night. Oh, God. I feel like a piece of shit sometimes, but. I remember Mo calling me after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Dick, I think, like. The next day, he was, like, so scared because he was like, bro, he was like, I almost shit myself because he, he said he almost got sandwiched. Like, I remember he was like, dude, I was so scared. He's like, I barely fucking jumped out of the way in time because he was like, yeah, I was about to get clipped, dude. You know what? Like, even to this day, that really doesn't register that much, but he really could have, like, got fucked up. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just imagine that. Like, maybe just being squished in between the two. <laughs> He would have been pulled away like this. Oh, my God. His fucking, his, uh, he would have had like a Han Solo print in the side of the van. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just fucking, just, just fucking face planted. Oh, dude, that would have been What if we would have killed Dick, bro? 
you know oh, but where, where's the shit. line you know fine yeah fine where's the line i know? think his parents would understand it's all good <laughs> he was being a kid he you was know? being a kid he went out doing what he wanted to do i would have told them like where were you at <laughs> <laughs> how could you let your son be out this late i mean what the hell <laughs> yeah oh that, that'd go really well so we went to uh dell ate dropped dick off and then of course mundo and i were just nosy and we're just like dude let's pass by and see what we did and that's when we saw the van fucked up bro bad, 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 and bad. then um maybe like a week later the van wasn't there anymore they probably yeah it was, it was. It would have. It probably wouldn't have been there anyway. It probably broke yeah. down. So yeah, dude. It's not like it was when Astro vans were brand new or something. No, like, that, that yeah, that van was fucking old. Yeah, it was old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but still, dude, that was somebody's. <laughs> Imagine waking up to that. That was probably somebody's fucking bedroom. Now that we think about it. Never know, dude. You know what? And I don't I don't have shame in saying it because I know I paid for that karma. So it's all good. It's kind of like when you go to jail and you're like, <laughs> you could talk about the story. Because <laughs> you already did your debt to society. Oh, man. I paid my debt, guys. I know. Yeah, karma is a bitch, man. Because when you think about it, like karma comes in just so many different ways right yeah like physically mentally like whatever just yeah just an experience do you ever know like when something bad happens that it clicks in your head where you're just like damn this is this is because i did that no but what i do think like when that thought comes to my head it's because i did or didn't do something that i could have yeah not, not karma right mm -hmm. it's not from a karma but it's like i the choices that i made put me in this position you know what i mean because as much as we hate to admit it like we're responsible for everything that happens yeah. right oh, yeah. like 100%. no matter what your upbringing is you know no no matter what what that what that looks like right yeah. like we're 100 percent responsible for for what we do and where we are in life yeah so it's like i don't think about it from a karma standpoint i think about it from like uh an accountability standpoint and yeah. sometimes like it sucks you know what i mean to reflect like <clears throat> fuck i could have done this or i shouldn't have done that and you know this would have been the outcome so i think about it from that standpoint yeah. yeah when did you start taking accountability for your actions how young or old were you like realizing that everything i do has a um a consequence oh uh, when i stopped blaming people um <clears throat> probably look I, I mean, probably like my early to mid 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it, you know, growing up was uh, like even into my, my early adulthood, it was like a lot of blaming my upbringing. Right. Even though like I was doing OK or whatever, it's like if something di didn't happen, it's like I, I was blaming a lot of, of my my past and or my parents. Right. But then I was like, but then I got to an age to where it's like, well, none of that really matters anymore right like yeah. it doesn't really have a consequence on me moving forward and so once i was able to like let that go then it was like okay like now i see what happens when i do and don't do things right yeah so that's that's really good man especially in, in your early 20s to be able to come to that realization yeah I, I guarantee maybe people listening right now they don't even feel like that you know and um i, I think accountability is the biggest thing 
for growth right because if you don't have accountability you can always just pass the blame on to someone else yeah, yeah. and that's where the lessons at the lessons yeah. are inside the 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 hardships you know yeah and and i think even you know with accountability like even if you, you're not passing the blame on to someone else like you're just always justifying for yourself yes yes, yes. like why oh it's okay because because this or you know oh it's okay because of this it's like and and that's not good you yeah know? like you you start doing that too many times like the the effect starts to take 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 hold you know yeah. what i mean like the if you if you don't do so it's like with sales right if you don't continue to sell 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 right like you're not going to have a residual on everything that you sold going forward you have to keep doing it yeah so i think the more you try to justify the reason things are happening or not happening, like it's just going to create a spiral effect. And that's happened to me, you yeah. know, and that's why I know, you know, I've, I've been there before. Um, and luckily I've had people around me who have kind of checked me, you know, and, and just kind of said like, Hey, maybe you could do this a little better. Maybe you can do that a little better. And it's, it opens your eyes. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. That was Star Shopping by the late, great Little Peep here live on DTWD Radio. Now let's check in with Frizzle in the eye in the sky. Thanks, Tim. It's a smoky afternoon here in the 805. If you guys are making your commute on the 101, I suggest you don't. It's bumper to bumper, north and south, and all exits are blocked. Now this November 29th is Bolt Friday at downstarting.com. Get all your favorite nuts and bolts for a discounted price once you use code BOLTFRIDAY19. Once again, November 29th, use code BOLTFRIDAY19 to save ridiculous amounts of money. Back to you, Tim. Thank you for that update, Big Frizzle. And we want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Downstar. Make sure you guys are ready for the Bolt Friday sale this November 29th. And now, back to the hit. Yeah, so definitely, man. Now, one, one big thing on the podcast that I, I like to do is kind of paint the picture for people of like um, where people have come from and where they are at now and how they managed to overcome that stuff so can we dig a little bit into like your your early early life yeah yeah <clears throat> absolutely um and yeah i think that is cool that you know just to kind of preface i think it is cool that you do that especially like when you do it online um when you try to motivate people it's or when you like post the story about someone and then them succeeding based on where they came from and then you you know send that motivational you know comment like hey it shouldn't matter where you came from right yeah, like it's definitely. about what you want to do how you want to do it and if you really how bad do you want it yeah so that's cool um <clears throat> and i it, like that that resonates me with every time oh you definitely so, Dude, you're like one of the perfect examples yeah it's um it's cool man so and i know a lot of people really really like it so thank you bro. yeah thank of course you. um but just to start off so uh born and raised in oxnard ventura county um lived here all my life um young age my my dad had gone to prison for a few years and my mom um uh 
my mom was kind of doing, you know, she was doing the, the drug thing. Um, so we lived with my grandparents for a few years while my dad was in, in prison. Um, when my dad got out of prison, I was probably about, I was maybe six, six or so, uh, maybe seven. He got out of prison. And then, you know, because of the situation that my mom was in, he was able to to gain custody of us, mm. surprisingly enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Get out of prison and then get custody. <clears throat> um, he had a lot of support from my grandparents and things like that, which, which was, you know, obviously beneficial. So those him. were his parents? They were his parents. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and right before or i don't remember the timeline of when this happened um but my mom uh, my mom had actually left to oklahoma Mm -hmm. when uh, i may have been actually i think my dad was still in prison um and that and that's why i did live with my grandparents was because my mom had left to oklahoma with my sister my sister was two at the time wow um, she took my sister, and I think the reason that she went was for for another guy. Okay. I think, um, like, I still don't know or, like, care of yeah, why yeah, she yeah. left. But anyway, um, I stayed here in Oxnard with my grandparents. My dad got out of prison and then ended up getting custody of us. We moved to Ventura. Um, so I grew up in Ventura uh, off the avenue for a little bit, and... It was, that was kind of, so basically like years of like the years that my dad spent in prison was kind of like what we had to deal with when he got out. You know what I mean? As far as like everything, like releasing all of that anger. Hmm. So we, you know, growing up, like it was like we never, so we were the, we were the kids like who we didn't get you know the whole neighborhood would be out at the ice cream hand and my dad's like you like you're not getting it you know what i mean like we barely so my dad's thing was always like well there's food on the table that's all you need type of Hmm. thing right so it's like we never got like any of the uh you know any of the but because we couldn't afford it Mm -hmm. right so that that was why but what what that did for me was that kind of made me be independent because then it was like well i'm never gonna i'm never gonna get it from him so i gotta find a way to get it basically right um so that's kind of when i started like not being home a lot Mm -hmm. so i was always like trying to be away from home as much as possible because if i was gonna be home i was gonna get my ass beat for something or I was going to be in trouble for this or in trouble for that. Like, so I, I just didn't want to be home because I didn't want to fucking get my ass beat. So you so you felt like that he was um, he would take the anger out on you guys and he was just it was just not a place that you wanted to be at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what time what age was this at? Um, It was uh, second grade. Shit. So that was second grade when we moved to Ventura. OK. Um, So like second grade through through middle school. And just realizing that it's better not to be home. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was just like so. My dad's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. so it was like if you know if he was fucking drunk and you know we said or did something wrong, it was like we were either gonna hear it or feel it. You know, so it was yeah. just it was just like subconsciously like you're just always trying to get away from that, right? 
and you know the the issue was my so my dad had custody but my mom like was like she was still on drugs like this this whole time right and it was like man like i want to go live with my mom but when it was like my mom's weekend she would flake like wouldn't pick us up or mm. for holidays like when she's supposed to come pick us up for the second half of the day like she wouldn't come for you know whatever reason and then you know come to find out it was obviously because she was you know having her issues but the crazy thing about that is like we we technically like always subconsciously knew because we always knew what the background story um mm -hmm. like when i say we i mean me and my sister like we always knew what the background story was with my parents right they were they're just drug addicts like and just you know that's how they ended up in the situation that they were but the crazy thing is that even though like my mom was like always flaking on us and like you know just just always doing this this and this to us emotionally it was like we still wanted to live with my mom did she not hit you? No. Do you think that was it? Or? Well, it was. It wasn't just the fact that she didn't hit us, but it was like m mom gave us like that love. Oh. You know what I mean. Whereas hmm. like with with dad, it was like that you like you were never gonna you were never gonna get. It, it was always like what you did wrong, not what you did right. So it didn't matter what state she was in. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to feel like like we were loved yeah. at that time, you know, and it never like it never occurred to us <laughs> that the reason that she was flaking was because you know she was like doing drugs or whatever but yeah. we just knew she was just flaking all the time so, so your sister wasn't with her at that time no no because when my dad had gotten custody of us he got custody of my sister as well oh so she ended up coming back from oklahoma yeah was there before i don't want to cut you off no, but you're good. when when she was in oklahoma your sister was there any part of you who was worried about your sister uh yes and no because like i wasn't really old enough to like understand that gotcha, gotcha, you know what gotcha. i mean like i knew she was with my mom so in that sense i was like eh, like you know she's probably okay got you okay yeah so you're all living with with your dad and your mom's flaking yeah okay yeah and then but we're like oh like we still want to live you know live with because it, it, growing up like in my dad's in my dad's house like it it was it was hard you know what i mean and not hard from like a discipline standpoint that was that was the easy shit you know what i mean it was just like everything that happened to us emotionally you know um so as as we got older like once i started getting into high school i basically told my dad like i like i don't want to be here anymore mm -hmm. um and at this time like my mom's you know like She's doing okay, you know, but still on her, on her thing. And then I go to live with my mom basically after my freshman year um, throughout high school. And that was where? In Oxnard. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to, to school in Oxnard, um, living with my mom throughout that time. But then after living with my mom, it was like, then you got to see mm. all the issues, right? It was like so when I when I went to live with my mom, like we were fucking poor. Mm -hmm. I mean, like living in like Rose Rose Park, like oh, fucking shit. you know uh, low income apartments. Like I mean, we were we were broke. Mm -hmm. Like we were like we were super fucking broke, you know. And it was like I still preferred that over living with my dad. Hmm. Yeah, with you know my dad, you know my dad ended up doing well for himself. You know he, you know, he's got a house and you know he, he does well for himself. 
um but it was like you know i just don't want to be with my mom like i don't want to be there just fucking i just fucking hating hated being there like it was just like just the energy right which yeah. was just never good like he was always a dad like never a father Got type you. thing yeah. you know what i'm saying so when I got old enough to get a job in high school, I had to start working because I had to start helping my mom. And what I didn't know was the reason why we didn't have money was because she was spending it elsewhere, mm. right? And so that was something that never really, like I was just obviously naive to the fact. So, you know, I'm working, like helping my mom pay the bills and things like that. And then like the, the drug issue started getting like more and more, she started getting like just a lot more like into it and that's when i started couch hopping a lot mm. right so that's when i was like spending more time at friends more time at family or uh like my girlfriend's house or whatever like wherever i could be not there mm -hmm. um and the shitty part about that like looking back was like i was trying to escape that situation but then i had two brothers and another sister who were there too like who were younger right like who i feel like i kind of not left there but you know I, I could have been been there for them a little bit more um but then you know after after high school i was still kind of like trying to trying to find my way and then um that's when i decided like i was going to move to arizona because i was just tired of going through just going through this cycle of like emotional distress whether it's you know being with my mom being with my dad it was like I felt like I was just trapped, like in this life of, of like, just, just a past that I didn't want to be a part of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, at this time, I was actually living with my girlfriend. So this is in two thousand, what two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm living with my girlfriend at the time at her parents' house and um and this is uh my now wife so i told her i was like hey like like i can't do this anymore like i, I think i'm just gonna like like get out of here you know i want to be like away from all like i wanted to get, just get away from everything um so then i told her, like i'm gonna move to arizona and you're like what 19 maybe uh i was yeah 20 i was 20 at the time <clears throat> um and i told her like i'm i'm out and this was this, and i'll never forget it it was september mm -hmm. 2009 when i told her this and she's like and we had only been dating for probably like six months at the time and she was like well she's like oh you know if you don't mind like she's like like i'll come too and i was like yeah like that's cool but like if you come or not like i'm out mm -hmm. you know so like i'm, I'm gone like I, I just gotta get out of here and january 1st 2010 we were on the road damn yeah uh neither of us had a had a job like we had just signed a lease on an apartment and we we're just like fuck it like you know did I, you have money saved up I, yeah i had probably like like two like I, I had enough money to get us through like two months gotcha you know what i mean so i was like we should be good like like we'll make it work yeah. so sure enough like you know made it work ended up being out there six years um both got our degrees and just like really built like our life out there and so kind of going back to your question of like, when did you start realizing, right? It's like, I think that's why I realized so young. Yeah. Was because once I removed myself from this situation and created my own, then it all like became super fucking clear to me. Yeah. Right. That I didn't need, I didn't need anyone for, for anything. Right. Um, 
and that's when i started taking like more pride in the shit that i do yeah so damn that's a crazy one dude um your uh your brothers and sisters you they were there while you were gone how did that affect them in the long run um it you know it it, it emotionally a lot like they're 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 doing they're growing away they're going out of it now um but it was like you know my sister was like 15 16 you know having a kid mm. you know and then having another one and then um from time to time my my brothers would would uh go stay with my aunt and uncle in arizona mm. just to kind of remove them from the situation because mm -hmm. their their dad we have different dads their dad was doing the same thing mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they'd be driving home from school or whatever and see their dad doing his thing on the street you know and it's like they have to Damn. drive you know so it was like they wanted to try to take them out of that situation so they would move them so like right like right now mm -hmm. my my youngest brother is living in arizona mm. with my aunt and uncle he's uh he's still in high school so they just want to remove him from that situation to try to give him like a fresh start um and it's 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 been it's been really beneficial so i mean thank god for for them like to because they've done that with my sister um and then both of my younger brothers you know yeah. to try to like just give them a fresh start and it's like to take on another kid you know is a lot of work especially when you got four or five kids your your own you yeah know? so it's um it affected them <clears throat> but you know with with people like them and myself and you know just kind of trying to show them the way it's it's worked out do you keep in touch with them a lot yeah oh yeah yeah um my my one of my brother uh is here in oxnard but now my my sister and uh, another one of my brothers is in arizona and then my other sister is in fillmore mm. so like we still keep in touch yeah um and we're all we're all still close um so you sped over one of the biggest parts of your life was uh the degree let's talk about that dude. yeah because that's when um about the time that you moved to arizona we had already been hanging out for at least a couple years oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so we were like like really close yeah 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 we were um hustling together yeah a lot selling car audio <laughs> stuff on craigslist and uh dude we were trapping bro it like, was fun it yeah it was fun it always seemed like we had some kind of good deal going on <laughs> those were good times man <laughs> for real um but i remember about that time um you were kind of focusing on school yep yeah so yeah for me school um it it was so important to me to go to college and get a degree because m my dad hadn't graduated high school and growing up i played baseball um and arizona state had like traditionally had a really good baseball team like i mean really good that was your team right yeah yeah and so it was always like my dream like if and when like i were to go to college i was going to go to arizona state um and that kind of all you know you grow up and that all kind of goes away but then like when i had that epiphany like i told you it was you know it, it was something i was like no like i'm going to college yeah like, this is something i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna get my degree like i'm gonna set myself apart from 
from my past, right? Like that's kind of what that was mm -hmm. for me was to set myself apart from my past. So that's when, um, yeah, that's when we moved to Arizona. And then eventually I had got accepted into Arizona State. And once, like once that happened, um, once I got that, that acceptance letter, even though it was like just a state school, right? Uh, once I got that acceptance letter, it was like, that was kind of like my green light, yeah. right? That kind of set everything. It's like, oh, sh like that was the first thing, like moving out to Arizona, like doing all that was cool. But that was the, the first thing in my life that had ever happened where I had just like grinded my balls off, right? And then finally saw like the actual, re the reward of it. Um and so when that happened, it was like at it was like just guns blazing. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I had you know started the the no drop, and you know developed that while I was in school. Because when I was in school, I was working forty hours a week. I was you know taking twelve credits. I was going to school full time, and I was doing the no drop. Yeah, let's get into the no <clears throat> drop, dude. Yeah. So the what the no drop was, um, I was a business major in ASU and one thing that i noticed and obviously everybody knows this was that i was learning a lot of tech stuff i was learning a lot of book stuff and and i was learning a lot of the things that i needed to learn but i need i wanted to know like what was it really like to start a business so with the no drop what that was was it was it was an opportunity for me to start a company from idea to you know inception to like to actually creating a product mm -hmm. and whether or not like it made me money like that was never really the 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 goal right that was never really like what i was trying to create the company for um and i and i did right so i came up with the idea of the no drop which um for those of you listening is basically all it is is a it's an alternative shower caddy um for 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 your bath and and um you know shampoo bottles that's you know essentially what it what it was so basically like a web yeah with suction cups and if you have a shelf or something on your shower put the web up and then it stretches out and then you slide the bottles or whatever exactly behind it and then you, there's openings for toothbrushes and stuff yeah and the idea the idea of it was you know to prevent shampoo and body wash bottles from always falling off of the ledge right just basically keeping them clean and compact mm -hmm. so <clears throat> it was just an idea that i came up with while i was in the shower um and then i ended up just kind of reaching out to different people at school and saying i made a prototype is actually what i did um i got these little like molding beads i don't know if you've ever seen them mm -hmm. but like you boil them and you can kind of like mold it okay and so i just created like a cheap ass like molded um prototype i started reaching out to different people saying like hey like is there somebody that can design this for me um to you know that can basically help me i was going to like the the design building and things like that then i ended up getting put in touch with um one of the directors of the like entrepreneurship program uh and he put me in touch with this guy <clears throat> he was like i don't know if this guy could help you but i do know that he um specializes in working with plastics and silicone which is what the product was made of and i was like all right cool he puts me in touch with the guy and 
the guy has like a like a suite building like mm-hmm. this. It's um, probably about uh, probably about the same size. But when you walk in, they're like doing the light fixtures. Like they don't even have like a reception desk. Mm. Like there's no furniture. Like they just moved in, mm. right? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So I go to the I go back to the warehouse, start talking to the guy, and they're working on like a massage roller um like that's his side project that he's working on and basically like this this guy was creating what's called a co-op mm-hmm. and a co-op is are, are you familiar with like what, a, what an incubator is like for business mm-hmm. so basically like a small business like me can go in and like rent a space and then i can kind of like be able to do whatever i'm doing right so like let's say this is your building and let's say i want to rent out this room to do podcasts got you okay you know what i mean yeah. like you can do different things like that um so that's what he was doing and i was essentially like his first potential client um for doing this even though like the dude doesn't he's not even set up yet yeah so him and i just start talking and we we hit it off like from the from jump we're like we both have the same vision like everything right and so um he basically allows me to rent out space in order to prototype the no drop Mm -hmm. and so you like you'll see me with like a a pressure chamber like um i don't know if i have pictures of it but we would put silicone in in a pressure chamber with the with the hose and i'm like like filling these things like by hand okay um and eventually what what the plan was was for him to basically build out um a quote-unquote infrastructure in order to manufacture the no drop and and he, they were supposed to actually be the manufacturers of it hmm. so the whole idea was like it was made in america like all this bullshit blah 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 but then when it came time to them building out the infrastructure like what they wanted was kind of ridiculous really yeah like they were basically wanting me to take all the risk on building out this infrastructure when the infrastructure was not just going to be for for my product it was going to be for the facility to be able to to do shit right so Hmm. it was almost like they wanted me to pay for this um like they wanted me to pay for this equipment and 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 design for stuff that they were going to use later on down the road Mm. and it was like like i we don't even know if you can fucking make this thing yet right like you're just asking me to pay for shit that we we know is like the components to make it but we don't know how long it's going to take we don't know how much it's going to cost like we don't know any of that shit yeah you're just asking me to pay like some arbitrary fee and i told and i told him like i had done like all the i had done all the uh the the numbers on just sending it over to china because at this point like so this guy did the cat for me um he did the cnc machining for me like made the mold right so that's why we were trying to transition into doing all that stuff but when he wanted to basically like bite my head off for for you know how much he wanted like he wanted like equity in the company he wanted like like a lot of stuff right yeah and i was like no like i don't want to do that i was like because here's the thing like i can send this file to china tomorrow and fifteen hundred dollars later i can have a product yeah you know what i mean i a guaranteed product, yeah, yeah yeah you know and that's what i did so so w- before we go on um when he had this conversation with you was it a surprise 
No, it was a scheduled. It was a scheduled like meeting. No, but did was it a surprise on on the way that it went, or you oh, kind of yeah. started feeling like no, something? It was. It was. I was pissed. Yeah, I was really pissed um, because what I mean, really, essentially, what essentially happened was his wife had come in and taken over the. She had quit her day job mm-hmm. to come and like run the office, and once she came in to run the office she kind of stepped in and basically everything that him and I had discussed was kiboshed Mm. because she was in on the meeting and then she started influencing what he wanted. And and then it was like, and then I was like one, and that was kind of what threw me off too. I was like, once I saw that, I was like numbers aside, like the fact that I see this going on, like how easily influenced you are. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. So that was it. Dude, that's that's crazy, man. It's just like when when things happen like that, that um, just come out of left field. That's like the worst feeling, bro, because it makes you question like their whole entire character, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it ruined everything. Like we like kind of stopped talking because he he thought that I was for sure going to you know go through with with everything, which that was the intention. Yeah. But like once everything switched, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. So then I just fucking sent the file over to China. A month and a half later, I got fucking 20 boxes of no drops. Yeah. You know, like just ready to go. Um, I And I did it for a quarter of what they were going to charge me. Uh-huh. And, you know, the quality was all there, everything. Um, and then it was just kind of trying to sell it from there. Um, I sold I sold a few, you know, um, online, made the website and things like that. I sold it into an Ace Hardware store. Um, you had pretty cool packaging for it, too. Yeah, the packaging was designed. So I, I actually had the packaging designed by somebody on Fiverr. Um, that was back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that, yeah, I knew about Fiverr a long long time ago so for people listening can you give us a breakdown of what fiverr is yeah so fiverr is basically like a freelance um uh, website where people can go on to you for really anything right um editing podcast uh designing a logo uh, writing a script doing a voiceover like anything really um and this girl she did cartoon drawings Okay. And so I sent over, you know, the ideas. She did all the design. And then once I, once she sent over the design, then I found somebody else on Fiverr who could design packaging. Hmm. And I told him, here's all of my pictures. I need you to put this together via the, the die cutout. Mm-hmm. So I got the die cutout pattern. And then I said, I need it to fit on this. Um, and he did it, designed it, sent that over to China. Same thing. How'd you figure all this out? the fiverr china all that stuff just researching just doing it like really? yeah just one thing led to another um and that was the other thing was i found out like how easy it was yeah it was f- it was fucking easy dude. break it down for us bro because this is so dope man guys listen um roach is giving you guys the blueprint right now to go from getting an idea to actually starting a yeah. business yeah dude. yeah yeah so how did you feel comfortable about this company in China to produce the product? Because scared money don't make money. There you go, baby. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> it. Like, like, what? What am I gonna like? I had. I didn't. I didn't have anything. Like, I had nothing. What are they gonna take? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, 
I was just another fucking U.S. company that they were going to get another $1,500 for to make another mold for. Like, China don't care about shit unless it's going to pop. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know. They don't care about that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I obviously vetted through through a lot of different suppliers. But just to break it down, um, I I, uh, first started researching Alibaba. Mm Mm-hmm. And started looking for suppliers on Alibaba. And once I, what I did first was I thought, I, I thought I was just going to import raw silicone. Mm. That that was the original plan, was to basically import barrels of silicone and then have somebody in the States manufacture it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, logistically, that don't really make sense. So I'm like, why don't I just fucking have them do it? Yeah, right? hell yeah. So, so then the uh, the people that I was um, sourcing the, the silicone from put me in touch with silicone manufacturers um, who actually like, not silicone manufacturers, but people who uh, manufacture products out of silicone. Got you. That's, got you. that's what they did. Um, so then... Once I started like vetting through those people, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, like they, they can't, they really, they can really do this shit, you know? And it's like, then they start sending you, um, you know, all their catalogs. They start, you know, sending you a bunch of stuff, um, showing you that like, Hey, here's what we can do. Yeah. So then you start sending back like basically your idea, what you want to do. And I had the file, I had the, the CNC file mm-hmm. or the CAD file. So I sent it to them couple of days later like okay engineer said it'll take a month and a half to to build out the the mold um and then it'll take another two weeks blah 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 so within like two months we can have it to you i'm like oh shit yeah like that god damn you know like and then i was like okay um and just went through with it went through with it so basically what i did um so i had three suppliers in china okay i had a supplier for the suction cups. I had a supplier for the ones that actually made the no drop. Mm-hmm. And then I had a supplier for packaging. So what I did was I had the supplier of the of the no drops send them, or I'm sorry, I had the supplier of the suction cups send them to the, the no drop factory hmm. who was making the, the no drops. And okay. then I told the no drop factory, I want you to assemble the suction cups. So they actually sent me assembled no drops. Otherwise, I would have to assemble them myself. And I'm like, fuck that. Because it costs like an extra like five or six cents Uh a unit to have them assemble them. I was like, assemble them. What what was the assembly though? Just putting the suction cups through? Yeah, just just putting the suction cups in, right? So it's like, I think I had ordered, you know, 500 at the time. So times four, like having to put 2,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I was like, they could send it to you, and on top of that, it saves on shipping. Oh, because you're not. Oh, that makes sense. Too. Yeah, it saves on shipping. Got you. Um, so that's why I did that as okay. well. Because now everything, now all the units are going into the same package, right? Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper to ship between warehouses because they're probably across the fucking street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that, and then um, I had the packaging suppliers send me separately. So basically all I had to do was make the boxes and put the no drops in. And that that's all I had to do. Okay, so one thing that really um, scares people about going overseas is the uh, is the quantities. So what, what did the quantities look like for everything? Uh, like what was the minimum quantity? Yeah. Um, 
I uh, the minimum quantity may have been like 250. Gotcha. Um, Through mm, each supplier? Uh, no, just for the for the no drops. Okay. Um, so some of them, in that sense, yeah, the minimum quantity for like the packaging, I think, was like in the thousands. Mm-hmm. But the reason it's that high is because they're so cheap. So if you can talk about maybe some numbers. Uh, let me see. So I think... I think the suction cups, I think I maybe ordered, how many suction cups did I order? I probably ordered like 3,000 suction cups. Okay. Um, they may have been like 35 cents, um, 35, yeah, maybe like 35 cents a piece okay. um, is, is what they were, maybe a little cheaper than that. Um, and then the no drops, I think they probably cost me like three bucks okay and then packaging was probably like another dollar fifty or something like that um and that i think because i think my caught my landed cost after shipping i think was maybe like seven bucks ready to go ready to go okay yeah um and so for those for those people who are scared of minimum quantity I think there's always going to be a minimum quantity, but it's not going to be as high as you might think. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the products are, are are cheap, right? So it's like you'll find a factory to where you can um, you can maybe do like a minimum quantity of a hundred, right? And if 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 you can't if you can't, I'm, I'll say this: if you're scared to risk like five hundred bucks on on something like that, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Um, because 500 bucks to like to start is is nothing yeah it's absolutely nothing if you don't want to do high quantity um you could always do aliexpress aliexpress is more consumer based so you can order like one of a product and then you can just kind of test the quality of a particular Mm. unit and then you can build with the supplier from there is that something that you did from maybe like the um the silicone suppliers did you purchase something small to see their quality yeah uh well they they sent me samples got you yeah yeah so they were willing um the silicone suppliers were all willing to send me samples so so that was good Um, so how this might be another roadblock for people how do you prove that you are serious about it to the people that you're emailing or is that even necessary not really necessary um i think their job is to just sell Mm -hmm. um so if if they can get a thousand people to contact them that they can put in their rolodex that they can just continue to reach out to they don't care yeah um yeah they just want to make they just want to make sales so you can just reach out to any company and say hey can i buy a sample yeah from you yeah 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 absolutely and the thing is is uh it's all on skype too mm-hmm. so like you'll probably have to hit them up via like whatever the platform messenger is but then you just get their skype and then just so you're talk- skyping with these people oh yeah no way yeah 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 i'm skyping with them were you surprised at their uh how good their english was yeah yeah um i mean skype has a translator so everything like everything that comes through is like in english for me and then in in uh, mandarin to them what do you mean yeah like i don't think they're reading english uh-huh. i think they're i think skype ha- i think skype oh, translates S- skype okay because when i think of skype i think of like face to face so you're talking like like texting? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, gotcha. But they have called me, and I'm like, oh shit! Like they, they yeah, it's they speak pretty good English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was actually surprised at how gotcha. good their English was. Nice. Um, uh, but 
I don't remember where I was. So you get the product, it everything's good. Uh, let's talk about when everything actually lands with you at your pad. I want I want to know like how you felt at this time and what was your game plan for everything. So my so my big dream game plan um, was to like Shark Tank this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, try to get it into walmart the biggest one was bed bath and beyond mm-hmm. so basically what i would do and this is you know this is where the grind and, and the hustle comes in is on my lunch breaks because like i said i was going to school i was i was working full time on my lunch breaks i'd go into my car and i would uh make cold calls into like the district offices of walmart and bed bath and beyond and like all these places to try to talk with the district managers um the purchasing managers to say like hey um, I've got this product. Um, I had like uh, POP displays uh, done up and everything and was just basically trying to sell it, mm-hmm. trying to sell it to, to retail stores. Um, I didn't ha- have a lot of luck, obviously. Um, but then I started selling it to local Ace Hardware stores mm-hmm. because I noticed that a lot of Ace Hardware stores sold a lot of like knickknack stuff and as seen on tv things so i was like you know let me just try to sell it into here and sure enough um i had it in there for about a year and a half until they sold the store and then i just had to go and pick it up but the way i was able to sell it was i sold i sold everything on consignment Mm -hmm. so i was like hey just put it up like you guys don't have to pay anything you just pay for whatever you sell um and and that's how that's how i was able to so get how, it in. how would that work uh would that be like a weekly thing a monthly thing or how would you be able to control inventory um well it, it had uh everything had uh skews mm-hmm. so they they basically had a printout of my particular skew and how many it sold um and then i said like hey you guys pay me x amount per um and then when they when they would do the the report like it would just say how many they sold what was the retail on it I think we sold it for like 13 bucks okay. or something like that. Uh-huh. 13, 14 dollars. Yeah. So over uh so I I, I want to get back to when you first got the product uh-huh. and you started putting them together. Um did you just like assemble them all at one time or how how did that actually go cuz I know that that's got to be like an exciting exciting time yeah i think so i think what i did was i set up one of my closets Uh um like i got a a pegboard and then i got like the 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 little hangers that go on the pegboard yeah like a grid yes yes and then i set that up in one of my closets and then i just started assembling them and just just hanging them and just tight and just pulling them off as i needed were they in any sort of plastic inside of the packaging or no 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 it was just the box gotcha um yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to do like too much of the the plastic or you know i didn't want to risk like there being like too much of a smell because it was silicone Mm -hmm. rubber like i didn't want there to be like too much of a like plastic rubber smell so i just try to keep it as simple as possible gotcha yeah so Um, then after you have these then you start getting them into some ace hardware did you move a lot of units not really not too many units the most units um i did a couple trade shows Mm -hmm. i did one in arizona i did one in la um the one in arizona went really well i got a lot of really good feedback um and i even got feedback to where i thought about revamping it Hmm. um so a lot of the feedback that i got was i I think over the weekend what was it uh, saturday sunday i think i probably sold like maybe 80 to 100 units over the weekend oh wow yeah so i mean it wasn't anything crazy but still good it was enough to to get some some feedback yeah um 
And what a lot of people said was that they, they really liked the product, but they couldn't use it because they didn't have a ledge. Mm-hmm. And that was really the whole purpose of of the product was to prevent items from falling off your ledge. So your niche just got smaller. Exactly, exactly. So then I went back to my supplier and I said, hey, what do you think about us doing a ledge? Like, is there any way that we can incorporate that? And there was, mm-hmm. there, there, like there really was. Um, but what that would have required was me to redesign the packaging in order to fit this in there. Um, and then just kind of do obviously more content. Yeah. And, and at that time I was, at that time I was like pretty tapped out. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously going to school, it, it just got harder and harder to, to bring a product to, to market. Like it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that did happen that got me pretty excited was I had actually sent the product into As Seen on TV. Mm-hmm. And a rep from As Seen on TV reached back out to me. Um, like, whereas typically, I've done it before with other stuff, and typically you'll just get like, oh, hey, like we're not interested at this time. But they actually asked me to send them a sample of the product and to run it through their evaluation team. Mm. And so I was like, like, you know, if that happens, like that'd be, that'd be dope, you know? Um, it ended up not going through i don't like they didn't really give me a reason why but that was another thing that made me feel like hey if it had a ledge it could have brought yeah. in the, the you know so that was one thing that we thought about um still think about it sometimes but i think at this point if i were to try to do something like that there might be more viable things that i could do no other definitely than, other than, especially at this point especially the things that i know um i think there's more viable things that i could do yeah definitely so what ended up happening to the rest of the inventory that you had if you didn't move through at all still in the garage you still have some yeah no way I have a bunch yeah packaging and everything yeah dude i want one bro yeah. i want one for in here yeah, dude. i think that would be so cool no way yeah i i haven't uh built up the the courage to toss them out <laughs> no don't dude that's history yeah bro. yeah i still i still have them yeah for sure i want one for real dude that's I, I, awesome bro uh, oh i was gonna say i might have one in my car but it's probably all fucked up no i want one in the box yeah, yeah, yeah i'll yeah. put it on the shelf yeah, man. Yeah. i think that that's yeah, awesome yeah, but that's so cool that you just like figured it out from from scratch um, that was the start of everything man that was the i mean that was like this like once i did that i was like yo like this is easy right like it's a lot of hard work don't get me wrong but like it's not as hard as people think it is like especially in today's day and age man yeah it really isn't um your next door neighbor might be somebody who could fucking help you with what you're trying to do you know what i mean so that's why like and i know you and i talk about all the time just networking talking to people like just exchanging right yeah um it's not as it's not as hard as people think so in hindsight fast forward a few years what is something that you would have done um differently done differently yeah let's just not talk about a different product or anything just the same product everything what is something that with the knowledge that you've gained in this this gap of time, what is something that you would have done differently? I probably would have tried to do things uh, less perfectly. Got you. Yeah. Um, you spend a lot of time and money trying to perfect things. You don't even know people want. Mm-hmm. 
and then that kind of be you know when it doesn't happen or doesn't pan out like you start to kind of feel a certain way about it you know what i mean whereas like the way that you've done things right just kind of organically and just you know from the fucking cereal box right yeah. like okay bolts you know doing shit like whereas me if that was me in that same fucking time period i'm, I'm having a banner i'm having this i'm having that like you don't need all that you, you would have wanted the product 10 years later at the first year exactly gotcha. exactly so that's what i would have done differently yeah uh, I, I always try to tell people that because when they want to start a business they always think about like um the the hard stuff and they're just worried about like what well, what about i don't have a lawyer or something i'm like bro you don't even have a product exactly you exactly need a, you need to start selling out the trunk before anything yeah it's it's 100 percent true um like even big fucking companies will tell you like you have no idea until it hits the shelf yeah you, like you really don't you know what i'm saying um it's like th look at the fucking fidget spinner mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so it's like have the idea have the product and and build you know build that right and i think that's one thing that you do really well for me it's like I don't know why I feel the need to, like, I'm a perfectionist, so I think things need to be a certain way before you do this, when really I know they don't. Well, I mean, that's not a re really a big problem. That's actually a good skill to have. But knowing that it, it could be detrimental to the growth yes. is a big part of it. Yeah. And that might come into, like, um, having having a meeting or something with people that you respect their opinion and be right. like, all right, guys, how important is it to you that it be this color or to have the logo here yes. or the packaging look like this, you know? And then you just take all of that information and be like, okay, this is really important. And to me, that didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Exactly. But the things that I'm focused on, you know, I want the, I want the suction cups to be clear instead right, of white. Right. And people are like, I didn't even notice that exactly i feel you exactly but as far as like the the visionary part of it that that's a good thing to have it is you're able to paint it in your head of what you want to create it, it is yeah it, it really is and you know i think too sometimes it can be uh paralysis by analysis mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're thinking you're trying to perfect something and then by doing that you never you don't do shit um so that can happen sometimes too but <laughs> For me, it's just been, you know, because I uh, because I know like how and I don't want to keep using the word easy because it's not easy, but yeah. uh, easy to go about, I should say. Um, it's just been like one thing after another for me. So it's it's been a lot of fun for sure. So what's the, the next thing that happened after the no drop? So you finished the no drop. You graduated. Yep. From Arizona State. Yep okay you guys are still living out there at that time yeah okay still living out there um after the no drop went down then uh then that led me to just different suppliers like uh, the suppliers that i had they did different things other than like make these parts right um then the vape the vape blew up mm -hmm. during that time so what like 2012 to 2014 vape was just like going crazy um so then a lot of the vapes were coming directly from China. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the actual, like they weren't knockoffs. Like there were a lot of knockoffs, but a lot of the, the vape companies were in China. Yeah. So that was a good thing and it was a bad thing. It was a, it was a good thing because if you were able to find suppliers, you're able to get stuff for good prices. The problem is, is that there's a lot of people trying to find those supplies. There's a lot of roaches. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
And so it would um, it worked out for me because at that time I didn't have a business license. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a business. I didn't have like anything registered, no sales certificate, none of that stuff. Right. So I was able to buy from China. Uh, and then what I was doing was I was taking I was buying anywhere from like five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars at a time um, of vapes. Whether Are you talking cartridges or um, mods um, like the the heads, anything accessories, Got like you. just anything vape really, like whatever was selling really hot at that time. That's what I was ordering. Gotcha. Um, and then I would sell it on Facebook. I'd sell it on Craigslist. But then what I started doing was I started going around to the vape shops and smoke shops mm-hmm. and I started selling it directly to them. Hmm. So the ones that weren't going to China, the ones that were, the ones that were buying wholesale where they had to buy, you know, probably like 10, 15, 20, 30 units at a time. I'd go in there and say, hey, um, like if you want, you could buy like two or three off me. Like you don't I don't have thousands of units. So mm-hmm. it's like however many you want to buy, you could buy. I didn't have the overhead, so I could sell them and make, you know, five dollars a pop or whatever mm-hmm. it was, right? Mm-hmm. So then I started doing that. Um and they were I had I had a, a smoke shop. I'll never I'll never forget it, dude. Like the first time I went into this shop, the dude was like really uh erratic. Extremely erratic. I think he was probably uh, I think he might have been Persian. Mm-hmm. Um and I had um I had a bunch of stuff and I and I you know he's like all right I'll I'll take it. And I was like he's like how much do you want for it? I was like well give me uh like give me 500 bucks I think. Is is what I told him. He's like he's like uh you know try to talk me down and he's like all right no I'll take it. And he wrote me a check and I was like really? Mm-hmm. I was like really? And I was like like I, I was like ah oh, maybe like maybe it's fake whatever and the way that he signed it was like really fucking weird it was really weird like even when I took it to the cash uh, check cashing place um, they didn't want to take it because of the way that he signed it like it was really weird hmm. and I was like ah oh, this is kind of this is kind of shysty you know mm-hmm. but sure enough like they they cashed the check and then me and the guy ended up like becoming cool. Hmm. And so I would sell a bunch of shit to him, a bunch of like, and then it moved from just selling vapes to then I was importing uh, bongs. Okay. And then I was going into smoke shops and selling the bongs to to smoke shops. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, this could, you know, like this could really like be something. The problem was in those industries when you're dealing with like um, mainly wholesale type industries, if you're not doing things on a really big volume, it's really hard to to make justifiable money like you can make money right but if you want to like actually for the legwork that you're doing you need to do stuff on volume and i just like didn't have that capital so these people with businesses where were they getting their supplies from from wholesalers but the, but here's the thing with those industries and you can ask rudy right when because mm-hmm. um, i would just walk into into rudy's shop sometimes and if i had it and they needed it, they would buy it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with those industries. Like if you have what's selling and somebody else doesn't, like, yeah, you can have a wholesaler, but if they don't got it and I want it and I walk into their store and they need it at that time, they're going to buy it. So they were buying stuff from overseas as well? A lot of them were, yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of them were. There was actually um, one of the shops in uh, in Arizona that, that I had started. I sold a few things to them, but they would actually like put me on game with the vape because they owned the vape shop. So they would put me on game with everything that was going on in, in the vape. So I would just kind of go in there and kick it and just gotcha. kind of talk shop with the with the owners. Um, and then 
they would tell me like, oh yeah, I just found a supplier for this new, for, for this. Like it was a typical product. So like, oh yeah, I finally found a supplier. So now we get it for this price, right? And I was like, oh, how much are you getting it for? They're like, oh, 550. I'm like, oh, okay, that's my cost. So he is getting it from China. Gotcha. So it's like people would, you know, they would start to to come on to, to the game. Um, but then there's just people who either don't know, don't care. Um, yeah. If they're so, making their percent, that's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what got really hard about that was a lot of the wholesalers started retailing. Mm. So it's like once they start, once wholesalers start retailing, you can't compete. Yeah. That's kind of something that really ruins the Honda community. Really? As well. Yeah. Does it? People will, they'll get parts done overseas or they'll buy it from overseas and they're making like, maybe they're 50 or 100 percent on it and and you're thinking like dude you can make a thousand percent on it you know but in their mind they're just wanting to do volume exactly. and they don't they don't want to be in the community exactly. for long you know get in the community make their 100 percent on each product flow a bunch of in into it and get out yeah. but what they do is they bring the product down the product value down for everything everything and that's what i've i've said that before about like the uh the spike lug nuts that we were doing uh-huh when we first came out with them we were selling a set of 20 of them for 325 325 dollars wow. now once it started getting popular and the china brand started recognizing it they started selling theirs for like 75 bucks and it and 75 75 bucks so from from oh the God. price that it, it you could get from the uh from the community was 325 but to them they're probably like well we're getting this for 20 so we'll sell it for 75 oh you know God. and we're, we're making all this money but they could have really sold it for 200 right, right 250 right. yeah but that's not their main objective their main objective is to go in sell as much as they can and get out yeah it is and and to move on to the next mm -hmm. you know what i mean fidget um, spinners or whatever exactly that's exactly because to them it's just it's they, they got the money They're yeah like i got a hundred grand like what am i gonna spend it on type thing it yeah. is and then what it does to the to the to the vape shops once these places start start um retailing is now the vape shops get stuck with this inventory mm -hmm. they can't sell the inventory then they got to drop their prices their the pricing that they got it's and so it's it's just really bad yeah so that's why i decided to get out of that industry um then once i got out of that then I started doing, um, I hopped on to, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Oh, like trendy products. Mm -hmm. The fidget spinners. Um, what else was I selling? Like pop sockets, like the car mount, like car magnet mounts. Mm -hmm. Like I was just ordering just random shit from China that, that I knew would sell. Mm -hmm. um, so the fidget spinners, crazy thing about, I posted those on Facebook, right? And people were just like, just left and right, just hitting me up. Hmm. Yeah, the fidget spinners were were crazy yeah yeah they were real crazy um and then i had an ice cream man i guess that that hit me up he goes hey i want to buy some fidget spinners and i was like okay, all right cool he said come you know come by the the ice cream truck yard i came by the ice cream truck yard there's 40 ice cream trucks and i pull up to to sell them and then he's got like four or five other friends with trucks mm -hmm. there in the yard and they all want to buy them oh shit yeah they all want to buy them huh and i'm like okay and I'm like, where are you guys normally getting them from? And they're like, uh, well, we just go to LA, right? Mm -hmm. We just go to the alleys, which is where they get all their shit. And I'm like, all right. I was like, I'll sell it. I'll sell you each unit for the same price, if not like a dollar more 
than what you're buying it for in LA. But now you don't have to spend a whole fucking day in LA. You don't have to spend gas. You don't have to spend food. Like you don't have to like, and I'll, I'll come to you. Yeah. So I started doing that. Hmm. And so now I'm able to order like a thousand at a time. Like, oh, just shit. a shit ton. Like I'm order, I'm able to order a fucking shit ton, right? Cause they're buying them. Yeah. Even the shit that he didn't want, he would buy. Yeah. Cause he was like, fuck it. Like I'll try it. Um, and so then he started asking me to order different different products. Like he was like, "Hey, can you get these? Can you get these?" Can, and I was like, "Yeah, like whatever you need." So I started personally ordering shit that he wanted. Mm-hmm. But then what happened with him was he basically wanted me to like give him shit for free. Like he kept wanting me to like give him stuff for like below cost. And he's like, "Well, I'm buying this many." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not making any money on it, you know." And so there was one time where he's like, "Oh, like I want to get this." And I was like, all right, here, like, here's the price. He's like, all right, well, um, he goes, good luck. He's like, I'll, like, I'll talk to you later. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. You know? And then I was just able to sell it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. Like I was, I tripped out, dude, on how, how crazy that fidget spinner shit was. Did you ever look back at it and, and do the numbers on what it was costing you and how much you ended up making profit on that? Not really. No? To be honest with you. No. How are you aware of what's what's the next wave going to be? Like, what are your means of doing that? Um, well, because I built up a lot of suppliers um, in Arizona, or in Arizona, because uh, I built up a lot of suppliers in China. Um, a lot of them, like, they have my email or my Skype. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they just send, like, marketing emails. Like, oh, this is the next cool thing. This is the next cool thing. Hmm. Right? And so they're like, oh, like, this is a hot new selling item. So, for example, it might, like, I might get an email saying, uh, have you seen those, like, little hover toys? Like, the, the they're like a hand hover, like, UFO toy. No. It doesn't, like, require remote. It's just a cheap little toy, right? And you'll get emails for stuff like that. Gotcha. And, like, right now, those are just flying off the shelf so what stops you from doing something like that now capital really yeah that's um and that's what i was gonna get into so that's why i I love doing that man it's so it's so much fun doing that um and it's something i do want to do in again in the future but the problem is is the capital Mm -hmm. um and then when you have to sit on that capital like let's say you have a product that you thought was hot yeah and it kind of dies down so they're not selling as quickly now you're sitting on that money like it it you know that's what starts to like get tight and then once i had a family got married i had to kind of scale all of that back right yeah. so that's when i got into drop shipping and the cool thing about drop shipping for those of you that don't know um drop shipping is where i basically sell an item um, that's selling on walmart.com for 30 bucks. I sell it on eBay or Amazon for 50. And then um, I order it off off of Walmart, have them send it to, to my customer, and then I keep the profit. Hmm. So now I don't hold any inventory. I just have, you know, a thousand listings for, you know, coffee makers, to- uh, toasters, microwaves, whatever. And when somebody buys it, then I go buy it. So do they, is there a way that you can ship it from Walmart in like where it doesn't say that it's from Walmart or um, does that even matter? It don't matter. Okay. Um, probably one in a thousand, uh-huh. one in a thousand will complain and say, Hey, you dropped shit or, you know, you sent this from Walmart or whatever. And at that point you could say, all right, uh, I'll just refund you the difference. Like what was the price on Walmart? Got you. Refund them the difference. Um, but I have stuff that comes in 
some suppliers will have uh gift receipts mm-hmm. where you know um it don't show the price or anything like that but all my walmart stuff like has pricing people hmm. don't care it's just they're comfortable shopping on those platforms yeah. you know what i mean so it's like people who shop on ebay shop on amazon like they're just they're just comfortable shopping so as long as they get their product they don't care how do you set your ad apart from somebody else's ad um it's not ads per se it's the it's the pricing and and winning the buy box Uh um so like for amazon winning the buy box is like when you type up product and that product comes up like if you're the seller that's you winning the buy box Uh like you know you could click like oh this is from other sellers for this price 95 percent of people don't do that yeah so if you're the person on that you're gonna get most of the sales how do you end up on that the research just doing the research and just using the the softwares and the tools and things like that. Dope. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how long have you been doing drop shipping? I've been doing drop shipping for about a year and a half now. Okay. Uh-huh, about a year and a half. So. And that's still going good. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, um, I'm not doing eBay right now because they don't like drop shipping. So my store actually got shut down hmm. on eBay. So okay. now I'm just doing strictly Amazon, which is better sales. But I just, it's new. So I just got to, I just got to grow it. So when they shut down your store on eBay, um, was that like a big deal to you? Was that a hit? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no, I think. Um, and the reason why I say that is because with the whole capital issue, um, it was getting a little hard to run both stores mm. with being short on capital. And... I, I eventually i probably will go back to ebay like that is the plan like i'm still trying to appeal like whatever it was that they they said it was there was uh, like too many cases open gotcha um so i sent them like all the justification for that so i'm still waiting to, to get it back and if i do get it back like i will have it up and running but it was a it was a hit in the sense that it was something that that was really starting to, to roll, right? That could really start to, to be something. Um, and I feel bad because I had three employees that I had to lay off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucked too. But what it did was now I can shift my focus to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Amazon, like the numbers, like once you start, once you start getting good numbers, man, like it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, like I know some of the guys who are doing, doing it really big or doing it like anywhere from, like a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a month in sales whoa so for me that's probably going to be a while before i start doing that because i don't got that type of capital right yeah, yeah um yeah. but the sale the potential for sales on amazon is obviously a lot a lot better than yeah. it is on ebay the reason why i was on ebay was because the barrier to entry is a lot lower um and it's just a lot easier to to deal with um and for somebody in in my situation whereas amazon you gotta you gotta put your big boy pants on right like you gotta start following the rules like you gotta start you know people think of ebay is like the uh the thrift store got you of of e-commerce right whereas amazon is like the fucking neiman or you know whatever you want to call it um they're they're the big dog so it's like if you're selling on amazon you got to be close to perfect so what are some kind of rules that you got to follow so like today i just got an email that said um uh they they amazon just sent me an email it's not like a like a 
big thing, but it's just to show you like they're they're they track everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said the, they sent me an email saying your valid tracking rate is below ninety five percent. So I mean, one in every you know ninety five percent they require you to up upload um, valid tracking for each order, mm-hmm. and if you don't, then they might just cut you off from being able to sell in that category. So what? Were you sending trackings that weren't uh, weren't live yet, or how does that? Work? I gotta I gotta look into it. Gotcha. Um, because I gotta I gotta see like why it was classified as non valid because there there really shouldn't be. The only reason I would see there being like a non valid tracking is if when I upload a tracking that says it was shipped on the twentieth but maybe it didn't get scanned in until the 21st got you so i think that's what it is got you um because my my tracking uploaded is a hundred percent yeah like my on-time tracking is a hundred percent yeah so i think what's happening is that it's not getting scanned in until the next day and these are from the dropship companies. Yeah. So they could drop it off at the post office, but they don't scan it until the next day. Exactly. The person, right when they get tracking, they say, where's it at? Exactly. This isn't working. Okay, got it. Yeah, because we deal with that too. Do and you? people will hit me up and say, hey, tracking's not working. I said, we'll just give it a day. You know, <laughs> I physically saw your name and I put it in there, dog. Yes. It's on the way. Exactly. It, and, and that's why... Uh, so that's why people like, dude, I had somebody open up a case or an item not received case. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the, it says it was in this state on the 15th. Uh, when am I supposed to get it? I look at the track and I was like, yeah, it's supposed to be delivered Wednesday. Like, why are you opening up a case saying that you didn't receive it yeah. when you're tracking still on the way. clearly says, you know, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, so you, you get stuff like that, but um, I think that's what's happening. So, like, let's say, let's say Amazon says, okay, you need to ship this item by the 20th. I might upload tracking on the 20th, but again, I don't think it gets scanned. Gotcha. So, I think that's what gotcha. it is. Now, ideally, would you rather do what you're doing now or would you rather do the manufacturing side of it, like uh, with the no drop? Manufacturing. Really? Yeah. That shit just, it just intrigues. If not manufacturing, then it's, um, like wholesaling, like, operation like i would like i want to have an operation now what stops you from going to like a smoke shop or something that you're familiar with the product that they sell and saying i can get this made for you cheaper the like not the vapes popping like it was but just say like a vape tip yeah like hey i could get it made for you your custom design or whatever uh nothing's really stopping me i guess um it would just be you know because i know i know what you're talking about like smoke shops that have like uh you know bongs like with their shop name on them exactly like that exactly. Yeah, i know i guess i've never thought about like doing a private label for something like that um i guess it would just be the only thing i would say that would be stopping me is uh, you know how likely would they be to put up like money for an order like that yeah versus like how is their current one doing it you know what i mean like do they already have that relationship established so it's like i think the only thing that would stop me is like how much money would i have to put up up front well, yeah because uh, a lot of these companies like these private label companies say you could go to somewhere and then they sell pens yeah or coasters or pillows or whatever right it is you know yeah if you had that infrastructure which would be the suppliers in china you could basically 
create your own company right and then be the middleman because that's what a lot of these people do like people that make the like flyers like the four by six flyers that's yeah. all they're doing and yeah. they tell you it's going to take whatever four to six weeks that's because they're taking your file sending it to china yep buying it from them them receiving or even drop shipping it yeah from china to you that's exactly and what they're, they're just doing. taking care of the logistics it is that's exactly and and um i do want to start you know doing something like that too i think you know one of my my scares with like running a like trying to run a website or trying to do stuff like that is is the marketing mm-hmm. you know trying to drive the traffic to the website that's something i've never been like the the best at so i think that's kind of like one of my fears um mm. when it comes to like starting a, a website like that because so what i what i've like i was just thinking about it uh the other day was i was like why don't i just you know just for fun it cost me 30 bucks a month to open up a shopify store and then um i can i can do drop shipping with uh print on demand stuff and then uh come up with a a unicorn design that we print on like fucking backpacks and sandals and like all this shit and then just run ads because you know people are searching for unicorn shit so i was like why don't i just do that Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because well i was like i could do it like i know how to do all that stuff but then how good would i be at like running traffic to the site so that's my fear what about just networking with people and if somebody needed something you know you can just go to a shop any kind of shop and say hey I produce mugs. Yeah. You know, we can get you these mugs. You have some samples. If you want, I can get your logo on this mug. It'll be five bucks a mug, you know, a minimum 50 quantity. Right. I get, you know, 50%, 50% before and 50% when everything's ready to ship. I guess I technically could do that. Because having the the factory in China is like the biggest thing. Right. You know, right having right. a good a good factory in China where you know that the product that's coming out of it is quality. Yeah. That's the biggest deal. And once you got that taken care of, dude, it, it all just depends on you that's how true. much you can you can feed it, you know? That's yeah, that's that's a good point. That's I've even point. thought about like um when I go to Moe's barbershop, they all have their, their capes. Uh-huh. right i mean you can find somewhere easily they can make those capes for like you know five bucks yeah if that for sure get the logos go to these companies and be like look dude we did these for this shop over here and we could get them with the names or something like that's that a bad idea you know yeah just that that infrastructure that you have in china that's like very valuable sure. yeah you know and even if not in china just like some of the supply chains you know that that i've had over the years yeah that's that's yeah. actually a good point I'll have, to, I'll have to think about that that's dope that you were able to figure all that out though man it's fun dude like it's a lot of fun to me man um like it doesn't matter like what i'm doing i always have to be doing something right and uh, like right now drop shipping is going you know really well for me um but even if that were to like stop tomorrow like i'll just see that as or well now i have more time to do something else yeah you know and and that's okay with me um it's uh entrepreneurship is is something that i I just like man even even if i'm not good at it all the time you know what i mean like i just love doing it and you know one of the one of the crazy things and i know that we've talked about this before is i like i wish i had more friends who liked to do it yeah you know what i mean like but but i don't and i get it 
because it fucking sucks sometimes <laughs> yeah i get it i get i get why um like my buddy that i work with the dude is like an amazon fucking guru like he's he's dope at amazon like knows everything everything amazon um and i'm like yo like open up your own fucking amazon store <laughs> i was like i'll teach you how to drop ship right because you know how to run amazon like mm -hmm. i'll teach you how to drop ship dude like it'll be fucking easy right he's like and i was like what's your capital like he's like oh well uh, you know i probably got like a ten thousand dollar card i was like dude that is like m way more than than you would need right um and, and i was like but then i like i'm just so i'm like talking to him about this he's like yeah yeah and i think like the second or third time i talked to him about it like i kind of stopped and i was like unless like unless you don't want to do that type of thing you know mm -hmm. and he's like yeah i don't really know if like if i'd be into it and i'm like well that makes sense yeah you know? so it's like I, I get it and i think that's why you and i always like no matter what like we always have something to, to talk about yeah you know what i mean so it's like it's cool it's it's, it's cool to have friends like that um but i get why people aren't like yeah that. no definitely dude I, I really wish i had more friends just like that like you're saying where you could throw an idea at them and they'll be like oh dude yeah that's a great idea or, yeah. or help you right. put it together or just just to see the value in it yeah you i know? mean like i want to you know I'm, I'm at the point now to where like i just want to start like just fucking with shit you know mm -hmm. what i mean just trying it like just to fucking just to see you know what i mean because i can right um what about your own sort of brand did you ha have you ever wanted to do something like that so i think that's that's like that's where the podcast comes into play okay. um that's where like the youtube comes into play but my problem with that is like i've been slacking balls yeah on it you know what i mean like i haven't I haven't put a focus on it. I haven't made it a priority. And it, it like, that's one of the, I've been kicking myself in the ass, honestly. Um, because, like, people, like, just random people, whether it's, like, a family member, like, a friend that I haven't talked to in a while, but, like, I have them on Facebook or Instagram. They'll be like, hey, like, what's up with the podcast? Like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, oh, shit, like, people are actually listening to it. Yeah. You know, and so that's what makes me feel bad when's the last time that you uploaded episode 16 <laughs> yeah back then fucking probably yeah probably uh may maybe oh shit. yeah it's been uh, yeah so what was your idea to start a podcast what made you want to start a podcast and and, and what's the name so people can look it up so and harass you the, I, I need it yeah i need it uh so the name of the podcast is the entrepreneur podcast um and the reason i wanted to start it was because i know that a lot of people have aspirations and they think they want to be an entrepreneur or they think they want to do this so it's like my whole idea of starting it was i wanted to kind of uh, talk about my entrepreneurial journey um from the no drop from the selling the imports overseas to no drop or to to drop shipping but i and i wanted people to know like what's the good what's the bad what's the ugly about it like what does it really fucking take to grind this shit out yeah. right because not everybody knows that but i think what happened was i got so caught up in me wanting people to see me succeed 
that anytime something successful like didn't happen like i, I didn't think it was podcast worthy hmm. and so like that became like a pattern a pattern a pattern to where it's like oh like i don't feel this is podcast worthy i don't feel this is podcast worthy but then i was talking to um one of my networking friends uh the other day because uh, she has a podcast and i was like hey like you know like with the whole uh, uh my ebay store getting shut down yeah right it's like man can i even do a podcast anymore like everybody knows like that i do drop shipping but like now nah, i don't even have a store and she goes well like like you're still an entrepreneur you know like you still have shit to talk about and i was like you're right like that was the whole reason of me starting the podcast right was yeah. to like to talk about when my store gets shut down to talk about mm -hmm. like when these things happen and so part of me just got so caught up in wanting and like really wanting to see people see the success of it hmm. that that became all i wanted to do what's her podcast her podcast is uh what's the name of her <coughs> podcast is her name is jenny sponton mm -hmm. um i'll have to give you the name of her podcast but basically hers is a a, a working mom podcast gotcha so she's an entrepreneur she's a uh she does like software development so she has a software um and she does graphic design and and things like that and website design yeah and her podcast is that she's a working uh she's a mom mom what is it what do they call it mompreneur oh gotcha yeah yeah so she's got uh like three or four boys um and that's what hers is, gotcha. is based on um now the thing about building a business is not always about the successes but about the failures and that's where the value's at yeah so i think that that would be perfect yeah content and that's that well that's where i went that's why i've gone wrong you know that's where that's why i've had the wrong mindset yeah um and that's yeah that that's what's been like holding me you just got to commit dog. yeah you know even is. even for this podcast right you know i have to release an episode every monday every thursday yeah I have Thanksgiving on Thursday. For the next two weeks after that, for both Friday, we're going to be fucking slammed. Yeah. So I'm trying to squeeze in as many podcasts as I can now. So when it comes to that time, I'm not set back. I don't have to. Because I could easily say, like, look, no episodes coming out, guys, where it's Thanksgiving. That's true. You know, there's no episode coming out. It's uh, we're busy with both Friday. Yeah. You know, but that's going to give me an excuse to be able to like slack off you know so when you agreed to do the pod i'm like dude this is gonna work out perfect yeah. because it's gonna go align with my schedule right and i'm taking care of what i have to take yeah. care of there's like no option yeah you and know I, but that's what sets you apart right like that's what's always just kind of set you apart right and yeah i think and i don't talk to a lot of people about this but so i started the no drop in 2012 maybe 2012? maybe a little earlier than that but probably around that time you know so it's been it's been close like we're you know coming up on like 10 years or so yeah right and one of the things that's like kind of always fucked with me is even though like i'll be making money doing what i'm doing it's like it's not as successful as i want it to be or as it could be and over over the years like i remember staying up like two o'clock in the morning right after after i'm done doing homework i'm you know researching and then you gotta wake up and doing doing everything and just just fucking just gutting it out right 
and like to continue to do that over the past almost 10 years and and still not like have like a solid foundation of a business if you will that's kind of fucked with me do you feel like you've tried so many different things you haven't given the time to one particular thing to mature into what it could be yes and no yes and no um I think the no drop, like I squeezed that out for as long as I could. Yeah, that one I definitely did. Um, with with the vapes, I kind of saw that one going out. Um, but with like the trendy products, that's never going to end, yeah. right? So that's something that I can continue to do. But but with all of those products, you're always going to have an expiration date. Yes, I think if yes. you found something that didn't have an expiration date, yeah. that would be the best thing. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If you have these connects, what think about it like this, dude? There's so many companies in the automotive community that are into apparel and accessories, yeah. right? Yeah. What if you had a company that you were able to provide all of that merch for whatever demographic the automotive community whatever it is right. and say okay hey i see you doing where are you getting your shirts done oh my buddy doesn't for okay cool well if you can meet this minimum i could do it for you at this price yeah you know yeah. t-shirts hoodies hats keychains lanyards all that kind of stuff right. a one-stop shop so then you go to this person you fulfill that order and then they're like, dude, that worked out perfect. Then you build a relationship with them. Now, anybody that ever asked them, yo, where do you? Oh, I get it from Roach. Do you hear? Let me send you his contact. Yeah. And then you're that guy. Right. Because you'll end up at a position where it's already known that if I give my money to Roach, I'm getting the product. There, yeah. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If he tells me it's going to be four weeks, in three and a half weeks, I'm going to have my for stuff. For sure. For sure. And you know, I think that 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 would be something that would work out perfect. I'm gonna for think you, about that. Yeah, you know, because that kind of stuff. The the best the reason that Downstar works is because of like word of mouth. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If they just wanted nuts and bolts, they can get that anywhere. They can go to Alibaba and get the cheaper stuff. Right. 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 People want it to be branded. They want it to be like, oh, this is coming from Downstar. Yeah. You know. So when we make these relationships with these customers, they're telling their friends, and their friends are coming to us, right? Because they know that what they're gonna get is what they buy. The transaction's gonna go smooth, yeah. and it, everybody's happy. That's now, true. Now, if you can provide that to somebody, you know, if, if you can, you have the infrastructure already, dude. I know. You know, I you know. know where to get this stuff from. Yeah. And if you just had samples, dude, apparel guys, they're never going to go out of business, dude. T-shirt guys, never. I bro. agree. Every T-shirt guy I know just keeps growing and growing really? and growing. And the only problem that, that they ever have is they're not able to do their job. They're not able to put out the orders as quick as they can because their business is growing too big interesting you know that's the problem that they have there's never a time where people are like no nah, i don't need t-shirts right anymore. right right dude i have friends that do t-shirts for like the city of oxnard or something like that that's true you yeah know, you're uh, right you're right uh, embroidery guys i'll see i'll go to their shop and they have embroideries from like midas or something yeah you know? because yeah. these these small business or these businesses no matter how big or small they are they still need to get shit done. Right. And it's just about networking, dude. You That's have that, that train of thought in your head. You go to a shop to get your tires done. 
like hey do you guys don't have like hats with right, your logos right. oh no we know i've been telling my guy to get them but we don't i got you yeah you know this much for hats you meet this minimum you can sell them for this much or whatever right you paint that picture in their head now all only problem is that you have to bring you got what deliver. you say you got to <laughs> deliver and if you're already confident in that sh- there right. you go right there that's true you know and that's just one type of business dude. yeah and that's not relying on trends or products that are gonna fizzle out it's a need it's a need yeah why do you why do you think and you you've known a lot of these over the years but like why do you think you know t-shirt merch apparel like why do you think that it doesn't get saturated because what people are doing is they, they want to be part of like a, a community uh-huh Downstar is its own community. Right. Everybody that supports us, everybody we support, this is all our little ecosystem. Yeah. You know? So if I sell a t-shirt, that has nothing to do with if you're selling a t-shirt, you know? True. It's it's the consumer. So if the consumer's like, yo, I fuck with Downstar's community and I fuck with Roach's community, uh. I don't just I, I don't just have one shirt and that's all I'm gonna wear forever. Right, right, right. You know, you and that's why all of these automotive brands, they all have their own merch, they all have their own hats, lanyards, or whatever, because they know that people are going to support more than one of them. That's true. That's true. And, and that's crazy, because I always wondered, like, like when they're, uh, like, when I see, like, hats or, or like, t-shirts or some shit like that, I'm like, who the fuck's going to buy that? You know what I mean? Like, who, like who's going to buy, like, when you see... I'm trying to think of an example, like without like trying to shit on somebody, but like if you see like a like a Tony's Pizza, like yeah. you know Tony's Pizza like fucking sells T-shirts, you're like, well, who the fuck is gonna buy that? And you're right, it's just the people who's gonna support the community. Just okay, think about it from this way, yeah. right? I've bought T-shirts from Roscoe's before. Okay. I guarantee okay. people that live in the neighborhood where Roscoe's is would think that's stupid. Right, right, right. But right, to right. me, it means something different. Yeah. Just imagine if somebody moves out of ventura oxnard and then they come back to tony's pizza and now they want to wear that shirt in ohio yeah where they live at now true you know true. why wouldn't you just have that up there yeah even if you spend 500 bucks for the year yeah on t-shirts sit on that 500 bucks for a year that shit's going to turn into 1500 right plus right. they're marketing every time somebody that's wears true. that that's true and you're talking about a food location what i'm talking about is like a brand yeah yeah something that people are proud that makes sense to wear right that makes sense you're wearing a vans t-shirt yeah right now you're part of their ecosystem right because something that vans does attracts you and it's like okay cool i like what they do let me support them yeah you're a billboard for their brand right now yeah every time you walk around you're you're putting it in people's minds like oh damn vans must be big that's just crazy huh yeah that's just nuts and it makes so much sense to me because like i'm deep into the automotive community i see how communities grow right 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 and i was i was actually talking about this last night um we're starting the downstar skate yeah right so it's going to be the skate division of downstar but that's pretty much going to be its own brand yeah i know how to grow a brand and if there's a skate competition or a skate event or whatever yeah all I have to do is reach out to the person that's throwing and say, how much for a 10 by 10 spot? Yeah. It's going to be 300 bucks. Okay. I pay you my 300 bucks. This 10 by 10 square is my square. 
yeah. I'm going to do whatever I do in this. That has nothing to do with you. You got paid for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to have my canopy up. I'm going to have the decks, everything. People are like, hey, what's this, you know? And for then sure. just start selling it from there. I don't have to ask anybody questions. Yeah. I don't have to ask permission right. from anybody. You could go into any industry that you want and do and, that. and pay your spot. And then this is your store for this few hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you know how to grow a business, if you know how to network with people, if you have like a, a product that is cool that somebody might want to fuck with, just think about it. So many people had escape competition or whatever. They've seen all of these other brands. They've seen Vans, you right. know, they've, they've seen everything else. But then they see this new company and they're like, what is this? You know, then they look it up and then they see the history yeah. of what Downstar is. And like, oh, I want to check that out. So then you start getting that that community right, that right. wants just the new, cool, different stuff. And then just start spreading from there. That's interesting. Now think about it from another point, right? We know how much all of this, the raw uh, the raw products cost. Yeah. You put that into your mind. Okay, I'm going to spend $500 that I'm just going to lose on marketing. Right, right. So on your social media, you say, hey, everybody, this Saturday, we're going to be at this skate park in L.A. Come through and get some free Downstar skate gear. Yeah. Right? You go there. You don't have to ask anybody permissions. You don't have to have permits. None of that shit. Right. So you go there. You just, It's just like a meet and greet. Yeah. People come and start giving out shit. Now people are going to be like, oh, damn, this is real. Right. So the right. next time they're at a skate park, I'm going to travel over there and get some stuff. Now, what about if you're able to contact a pro skater and tell him, yo, can you be here on this day? I'll give you 500 bucks yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. Right, it is, right? right? So now, hey, guys, uh, Downstar Skate is going to have so-and-so skater there from one to four or whatever. Come through, get some free merch, skate with them, anything. Yeah. You know, that dude comes through, he's taking pics, skating, you're giving out merch. None of that, ask anybody permission for it. Right. I don't need permits for that. I don't need to ask any gatekeepers, nothing, yeah. dude. You know, you just got to go out there and take that risk. And then the brand's going to start building from there. The hype's going to start building. Right. People are going to be interested in what's coming next. And then it's just about creative marketing. And I know that that's like our strong point. Right, That's right. what we can do. <clears throat> and what you can do is you're able to supply people with what they need. Yeah. So what if I went to you and said, yo, Roach, this is my logo. I want to have cool stuff. Right. I want a coffee mug. I want lanyards. I want keychains. I want stickers. Figure it out. Yeah. You email me a couple days later and you say, look, I have hats. They're going to be this much. Lanyards, this much. This is the minimum. This is this. Right. I know you're making money on it. Yeah. But I don't care. Right. Because you're taking that time away from me. So yeah. now I have time to do other things. Yeah. But I know Roach said all of the stuff is going to be here within four four weeks right right we have the skate event that's coming up in six weeks everything's gonna be ready to go that's it dude that makes sense i mean i mean that definitely makes and it's it's that easy mm -hmm. to be honest like the way you're saying it right like i know it's that easy yeah you know so yeah that's that's a good point it's for, dude like I, I only like to talk about this stuff on the podcast because the people that are invested in the podcast i think that they deserve the the behind the scenes absolutely look on stuff, yeah yeah, you know? yeah and they deserve the real too exactly you know? <clears throat> so downstar skate we're planning on dropping it january 1st it might be a soft launch because logistically i'm waiting for the boards i just ordered 100 decks coming in oh, yeah 50 of 
I don't have them with me. But so 50 of the Downstar skate uh-huh. and then 50 of just a regular Downstar logo on them. So talk to me about, like, what is, I, obviously I know, like, you know, leading up to it, but like, what, like, what is it? Like, what, what's the plan? Dude, I'm going to see, I'm going to water this plant and see how yeah. quick it grows. Yeah. You know, I'm investing in these decks. I'm going to get hoodies. I'm going to get t-shirts. I already have hats. I already have like a hundred hats ready to go. And I'm just like so itching to fucking sell them. I'm like, no, we have to like, we have to make the build up. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I already have pins ready to go. I want to do stickers, like actual sticker packs. So you buy the sticker pack and there's 10 different stickers. Yeah. You know, because I'm always designing shit, right. but it's not at the point where I want to put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. I'd rather put on a sticker, which the, the cost is way lower. Right. My design, my idea gets out there, but it's not as much risk as a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. You know? That makes sense. Start off with t-shirts with just the general logo, hoodies, things like that lanyards just to get the the the, okay this is gonna be something different right right he's really taking this seriously but who knows dude what if we keep our eye to the street and we see an up-and-coming skater who's maybe big on social media but not really making money yeah all of these companies they're all just dudes like me but they grew up in the skateboarding instead of the automotive community right right so capital isn't the problem i'm not dealing with vans yeah i'm dealing with you know a uh, uh, another skate company where it's just this dude's been doing it for the last 20 years right who knows if that dude's burned out you know who knows how 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 hungry that dude yeah. still is i'm hungry that's true you know so if i come into it and the guy's like well we usually i got to talk to people who do it right so you say okay well we usually flow like our sponsored skaters like a deck a month and a couple shirts okay two decks a month (laughs) four shirts (laughs) that kid's gonna want to skate for me and a hundred bucks a month yeah yeah and 500 bucks a month (laughs) whatever i don't give a fuck dude who's saying i can't have the biggest skate team out yeah those kids can do it i can do it it's true and we're in the heart of you know california beach la dude we're right here i could go to any skate park see who's the best skater there have him skate for downstar skate and then people are going to be looking at him and then it just grows from there and then you even have uh what's that company in galita uh peralta they get the the has it peralta the peralta boards that are the they manufacture up in uh, galita oh really yeah yeah there's a I'm trying to think of the name of the company, because it's not just uh, it's not just Peralta. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, yeah skateboard manufacturer. I've been really, yeah, uh, well known one. See, I'm, I'm brain farting right now. And even doing something like that, it's just networking. Yeah, I just network it with is. all these guys. And if I just tell them my resume, dude, I've I've been able to create what I've created in the last ten years from selling bolts. Yeah. I'm not passionate about bolts. You know, I I love what the bolts do. And I love the image that it puts off. This is this is creating like um oh dope, okay. Yeah. Um this is this is creating the opportunity for somebody to go deeper in their details of their car. Right. So now they can match the colors to this or whatever. That's my idea. But yeah. the actual bolts of it, I'm not like, oh, I grew up with bolts, you know, my grandpa. <laughs> it's, it's not like that. Yeah. Now, skateboarding is something that I'm passionate about. Right. So that shit's going to grow even faster. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense because, I mean, <clears throat> it's just something that you're just naturally doing. You naturally enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't... 
I don't even see it being that difficult. Plus, so many people in the automotive community used to skate when they were kids, and they have that nostalgic feeling inside of them. So even if they have, like, a deck where they could just roll around or something like that, you know? I think, yeah, and I think, you know, skateboarding is good because it's uh, it's an outlet for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think that's, that's a, it's a good, it's a good avenue, it's a good thing to, for people to gravitate towards, you know what I'm saying? Hell so. yeah, man, and then having the podcast, yeah, I've already had a couple pro skaters on here. Oh, really? Before. Oh, yeah. shit. Just keep building on that, you yeah. know, have more pro skaters on here, dude, now we're giving them a platform, maybe they're into automotive, right, right. but their whole life is skateboarding, yeah. But hey i love cars too have them on here talk about their car and then now they can be in this industry yeah. dude yeah it's it's That's something that i'm excited about man can you throw bolts on a skateboard yeah downstar bolts mm-hmm. now the funny thing about that is the the, the bolts for the skateboard is in industry wide it's probably like four or five bucks right for one or for, a for set? the whole set okay right so if i come into the industry instead of undercutting them overpricing it uh-huh. $30 $40 a set but these bolts are titanium these bolts have the logos yeah, lasered yeah. on them you know because car guys they're used to spending that money and they want their shit to look right. better than the other guys yeah what if somebody just has a deck where they just they don't even go crazy they just roll around right. at escape or at a, at a meet or something yeah I'm like, damn, those bolts are dope, dude. You know, they have the logos on them. It sets them apart. Right. So that's something that we want to do also. That's true. I mean, especially especially something like like bolts, right? Especially if you get like a certain color on a board. Like exactly. Everyone's going to see it as that person is is going through their, their run or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So that person, um, they identify with this tribe. We're yeah. all tribal people, dude. You know, yeah, we're supposed to be in communities of like no more than 150 people. Yeah, that's why you can't even really know that many people over <laughs> 150. So <laughs> Anything so else, you're like, oh shit, I don't yeah, 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 yeah. That, no, that's dude. true. You know, yeah. we're all tribal people. Yeah, so people want to be a part of something. It's not like the old days where everybody is just into one thing, yeah. Tommy Hilfiger <laughs> or whatever. You know, you can you can be your own person. Yeah, you're all individual people. Yeah. So when you're skating and you see somebody a car guy sees a skate guy and you're like what the fuck what do you know about downstar and he's like what do you know about downstar yeah. you don't even skate yeah you don't even have a car you know <laughs> and it's me just in the back like <laughs> just like this yeah Pulling the, the puppet master smoking a big ass cigar <laughs> but this is what i'm doing anybody else could do this shit. it's true and and you've always you've always said that right um let me ask you because like you've you've always pushed that like since day one have you like how many people have you seen it impact like do people reach out to you and say like yo man like thank you you know not that that's why you do it yeah but like can you think back to maybe a situation where like you maybe change someone's perspective on life and now they're doing like what they've always wanted to do i think in the last year i've gotten way more than that because of the podcast really i get messages almost every single day of people showing me a value in the podcast it's so weird like i have fucking eight episodes or something like that dude like something stupid yeah small but you're right like people are they 
like podcasting is like how people receive their 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 sound nowadays right it's like and i think it goes back to like they want to try to see what they can relate to yeah you know um and so that's why it like blows and you you know you say that about the podcast like even though it's only been a year even though i've only had eight episodes like i've had like a lot of people like actually ask me about it you know so that's what like motivates me to keep doing it i just need to fucking stop making excuses and actually fucking do it as much as your job you have to be there from eight to six yeah you need to make a schedule on wednesdays from 10 to 11 at night right everything's right, done. right right 10 to 11 this is going on and if i don't do it that's as much as me not going to work that day you have to make it yeah. that important. Are you organized? Uh, I would like to be more organized, yeah. but I get shit done. That's 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 like that's what I can say that I bring to the table. But I wish it was more scheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish things were a, a lot more smoothly. That's what I struggle with. Is is the just like the scheduling? being organized and then like being unorganized leads to not getting shit done exactly. you know so like that's something i need to i need to work on just fucking in, just in general you but know just knowing that not getting it done is not an option yeah that, that's a victory right right in its own yeah like just like this episode there was not an not an option that this wasn't going to come out tomorrow right if it took me coming in here and talking by myself for an hour which i've done so be it yeah i don't want to do that because i'd rather have a conversation with somebody else right right but if that's what it has to be that's what it has to be you should really have have a day that you're going to record and have a day that it's going to release because you have to think about it from the consumers part of it they're building this on a part of their day people start their mondays with this podcast right whatever they're doing if they're if they're working at a mechanic shop if they're allowed to have headphones while they're working they're gonna listen to this yeah and if i don't have an episode on monday they're gonna be disappointed right right and that's my product that i'm putting out is disappointing them yeah and then they might look for something else to listen to something else could squeeze into the monday slot Mm -hmm. you know so every time we upload the episode it uploads at 6 a.m because on the east coast that's 9 a.m yeah so when I usually get up, get get ready, get here, and then start checking the numbers, we probably have at least like 50 to 60 people that have already listened nice, to it nice. within maybe like a three, four hour span. Right. And that's that's what I do it for is those people because I know what they're going through. Yeah. I have the same feeling with my podcast, yeah. the ones that I listen to. If there's a podcast that comes out and they don't upload that day, I'm like, dude, what the fuck, Right, bro? right, right. Was this might not be important to you then yeah if you're letting a day miss this might not be important to you so i probably shouldn't be as invested in it because you're not invested in it right right yeah no that makes sense it does but i mean i think that you should do it and i don't think that you should just look at the positives you should look at everything yeah and i i know that um it's one i you know i just just lost sight um but it, it's something that i like i, I do want to do um and i feel like i'm good at it too yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's something that i, I do want to start get, getting back into um, and then just think about it once it starts going you can add, put an ad in there 
okay whether you have an ad for uh, a business somebody pays you right or you can do like us we have our own commercial mm-hmm. that we put in so even if somebody's listening to this and they don't even know about downstar now they know what oh the damn they have a business too right let right, me check right. it out yep. so i'm creating my own marketing yeah with it that's good so it's just i don't know man and, and i enjoy doing it it's fun like it, it is a lot especially you know as i'm doing it like i know i'm having fun doing it you know so it's like there's no there's really no reason for me not to like, yeah there really isn't so even if you come to that wednesday and you're like damn today was a terrible ass day talk about that day right talk right. about why it was terrible yeah and once you're talking about it maybe as you're talking you start thinking about it in a different way for sure it's like a therapy dude. yeah saying it out loud yeah yeah no definitely man so i look forward to your podcast man i want to see it grow and 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 i'm gonna pressure you on it dude yeah and and i i need that you know what i mean like you know i've always liked that about you just like pushing me to to do it and and i just need to kick myself in the ass yeah no i mean i've kicked myself in the ass for so many things dude but then you just get past it right right and you still start building on it dude so before we get out of here dude let's give everybody your socials and let's let them know where they can listen to the podcast yeah so uh you can find the entrepreneur podcast on soundcloud which is where we we upload most of our stuff also itunes Mm -hmm. um and then you can also look up the entrepreneur on youtube um where i have videos regarding um e-commerce drop shipping um and i do have like some interviews with other entrepreneurs who are doing really well in e-commerce um so just trying to give everybody a perspective on like what entrepreneurship is from from different facets and yeah. just different industries so that's a a instead of a e for yes everything else is the same everything. entrepreneur the entrepreneur so yeah. with an a instead of an e guys make sure you check it out check out the episodes and hopefully by the time that you finish whatever he has up there there'll be a new episode leave me some feedback too um i definitely want to start putting some stuff um like simultaneously putting it on youtube so we're, we're working on that yeah yeah Okay. What about um, social media? Um, um, social media. Do you have an Instagram for it, or yeah? So you can follow me at uh, at the Entrepreneur Podcast um, on Instagram. I don't have a, a Facebook for it yet, but that's coming soon. Um, we we're talking about creating a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I have like friend requests from, um, just like from the community, and I, I haven't accepted them. So I think what I want to do is create a uh, brand page and then basically invite all of them over to it so yeah. that's kind of the plan dope man yeah. i look forward to it dude because i've been meeting a lot of um local entrepreneurs out here nice that i could definitely shoot your way yeah yeah you know? absolutely um, and even if you need to use the studio one day dude for sure bring your bring your card in here you know yeah, that'd be recorded it up that'd be awesome because uh, maybe if i if i uh, interview other people man like that could be yeah we could definitely do yeah that. hell yeah dude for sure dope man Roach, bro, I'm proud of you, dude. You've uh, you've definitely come a long way, man. I appreciate it, man. Always always a pleasure to, you know, be be in your presence and you know, always just kind of talk to you about about life, man. I'm definitely definitely lucky to have you for sure, brother. Likewise, brother. Dude, thank you, brother. Make sure you guys check him out, guys. Entrepreneur podcast will have it listed below. Uh, once again, Anthony Estrella, Roach, Downtime with Downstar episode 119 and we out. Peace. We out.